Hello there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a Thing Park Podcast. I'm Tom, and I'm alone. I'm just here to let you know that we've got something a bit different for you this week, as promised on our Twitter feed, at Park Rush Podcast. Tom and Josh, Tom and Josh, I'm Tom. Josh and I, this week, appeared on, uh, I, I guess you could say, a friend of the show's podcast. It's quite interesting, to be fair. It's kind of a catch-all podcast. They talk about just about anything on there. It depends what's on their mind, really. And for their first episode of 2022, they were kind enough to have us on. So it was a five-man podcast. It was busy, but we talked about all sorts of stuff. Films, tech, politics. And, of course, we couldn't go on there without talking a little bit about theme parks too so there is some theme park chat in there but it is a bit of an epic in terms of runtime so be warned but if you decide to go ahead with it i hope you enjoy and we'll be back with a regularly scheduled episode of the park rush podcast next week take it easy everybody see you next time So hello and welcome to 2022, guys. So um, this is our first podcast of the year. Happy like, New Year! Yeah, we've we've been away for a while, doing many things, but um, welcome to this this year. And here we have uh, us hosting me, Paul, uh, me, <laughs> your turn, me, your Paul, turn. and and me, Paul. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, good to me. Great start to 2022. Yeah, yeah, me, Taryn, and uh, my co-host, Paul. And some friends. So, Paul, do you want to introduce them? Uh, yes, I can introduce them. Well, well, you have Taron, who's just uh, started off the hosting, and then you have me, who's Paul. I guess we're friends. And then we have uh, a friendly doctor friend you may remember from three previous podcasts, Abhishek. Hello there. Hello there. And then we have uh, another regular, Josh. Hello there. And we have another friend of ours, Tom, who you may recognise as the guy we tell every time Tyrone's about to go to the toilet. Yes, that's <laughs> true. Although I haven't had any news about that today, so I'm feeling a bit disappointed. Uh, can I just say, because I think this is going out on the Park Rush feed as well, uh, that listeners of, of our fine podcast might recognise uh, Abhishek from a previous episode. And, and Taron made our logo. Uh, I don't know who this poor chap is. We'll work it out. I we'll sent you letters, out. man. I sent you letters to like two podcasts ago. <laughs> <laughs> about, about four podcasts ago, I think, which four maybe says months. more about me. Us. Yeah. You, you, Us. you were anonymous then. No one knew who you were. You were your imaginary friend. Yeah. yeah. Now you're part yeah. of the MSM, so. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But, um, yeah. But, I, but just to answer your question, Tom, I haven't had a dump yet. That's why I haven't told you anything yet. So just to let you know, but yeah. Oh, okay, fine. So you don't have like a uh, a morning routine one. He goes when he wants. He goes no. when he wants. <laughs> Darren said to say he goes when he wants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, there's no more morning routine. I mean, you only get out Depends. of bed in the afternoon, so I doubt you'd have a morning routine for anything. <laughs> uh, that's true. I did get up at twelve oh nine. That was which is in the afternoon. Decent. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that is, yeah. <laughs> that is true. But anyway, so, how you guys been? It's been a year, isn't it? Been a year. Um, been a I'm year excited. since our last podcast, yes. Yeah, I'm excited. So, like, it's going to be kind of a recap, this podcast. It'll be fun. Not too 
structured, I guess. Well, let's but, not overpromise. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll, we'll have fun. But, um, Do you expect disappointment? You won't be disappointed. Thanks, Zendaya. Oh, I've been going through that for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I've been I've been saying that constantly, haven't I, Paul? Sounds like your love life as well. But anyway, yeah. I don't have a love life, mate. Ay-ya. Exactly. Yeah, just like you. <laughs> True. <laughs> and that's the 2021 <laughs> analysis. No love life. <laughs> Hopefully let's, that changes this year. Let's, let's, just, let's not go there because then this will just turn into therapy. Oh dear. This is true. Well, I'll be shaking. Give us some like advice, Carney. Uh, From our doctor friend, I'll be shaking. I, I don't think I can. No, It'd be very bad advice. I wouldn't listen to it. I don't think he's a love doctor, Taryn. Oh, you never know. Might be his next step in life, isn't it? All right. Well, let's let's uh, jump straight into it. So, first thing I want to discuss: uh, what are your favourite games of last year? Top two games. Taryn. Two games. Oh dear. Oh dear. Okay, one of them has to be Forza Horizon. Yeah, because okay. that that's like my baby. I would have said if you asked me four weeks ago, it would be F1, but I hate that with all my life at the moment. <laughs> so I can't say that, but it still was a good game, but I still hate the game to all my life. Because of what uh, it represents. Let's just not get into that. Maybe for later on in the podcast, not now. I, d- okay. I don't want to start. I don't want to start angry. Uh, my other game would be COD. COD, which one? Oh no, 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 no! Hitman Two. Oh, is it three? Hitman Three. What's the new oh. Hitman? Three, I think. Yeah, three. I think this was that this year. I think yeah, it was think this it was. year. But yeah, that was a good game. Nice. So Forza yeah. Horizon Five and Hitman Three. Yeah. Nice, uh, Tom. So, uh, are these games that I just happened to play in 2021, or do they have to be games that came out in 2021? I, w- I would say games that you played in 2021. Oh, okay. Fine. Uh, well, in that case, I think, well, Hitman would be up there for me as well, actually, Hitman 3, but I'll, I'll try, I'll, I'll pick another one just so that we're not all picking the same games uh in that case i'd probably go with uh, super mario 3d world which came out on the switch this year it was a port of an old wii u game which i never played because it was on the wii u uh but it was really good fun it's like a, it's kind of isometric ish four player 3d mario platformer but also with this expansion bolted on called bowser's fury which was basically like the first ever open world mario game like on quite a small scale, but it felt like right, I guess yeah. an experiment for where they could take the series in the next mm-hmm. sort of big main release. So I thought that was pretty fun and interesting. It was kind of like doing for Mario what Breath of the Wild did for Zelda. Uh, and then probably Halo Infinite after that, although I have not finished the campaign. I'm nowhere close to it, but I've had so much fun with the multiplayer, especially over Christmas, that uh, I, I'd imagine that's already one of my most played games of of 2021 so i oh, think wow. it would be those two nice yeah i think uh, josh and abby have also been playing a lot of halo haven't you yeah. yeah um i think the halo infinite multiplayer would be um up there for me probably one of my favorite games of the year um like tom the multiplayer is just it's so good it's it's on par with uh the older halos the ones that i really got to grips with the mm. you know, halo one two and three uh odst reach that sort of level for me 
Yeah, completely agree. The multiplayer just brings back some classic memories of Halo 3 and it was just so much better than, I think, Halo 4. Or I've never even played the Halo 5 multiplayer, but yeah, just classic Halo, well-balanced and really good. But I've actually probably played even more of the single player, at least recently, than, than the multiplayer. And the single player is so, so, so good. I wasn't expecting it to be that good, especially because, you know, it was released a few weeks after the multiplayer. I thought it was just going to be like a little add-on to the game, but it's just so fleshed out. The story does a classic recent Halo thing where it doesn't quite carry on from where the previous game left off, so you sort of have to fill in some of the gaps yourselves. Um, But the story is great. The visuals are great, but the main thing is um, they've completely changed the gameplay, so you get sort of like a an open world now with um, sort of free roam to go anywhere you want to collect collectibles. And for me, it scratches that sort of RPG itch that um, a lot of games have you know, worked towards RPG. recently. So, what the hell is yeah. RPG? RPG, role-playing, like open world. Oh, RPG. Yeah, yeah. yeah. RPG. Like, <laughs> yes, what is RPG? RPG. 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 Indian uncle, isn't it? <laughs> RPG. Ah, RPG. Okay. Uh, What's that guy from People mm. Just Do Nothing? Chubbuddy G. Chubbuddy G. Chubbuddy G. Yeah, like collecting collectibles, doing side quests, earning XP, and earning XP lets you unlock things. It's It really scratches that Skyrim itch for me, which, funnily enough, would be my second game of 2021. I know people know me as the guy who loves Skyrim, but I've actually only ever played it once, and that was when it first came out. Sorry, so, yeah, like go on, Josh. Yeah, newsflash. Oh. It might be sho- a bit shocking to you. Yeah. yeah. Um, but playing it now for the first time in 10 years, well, it's 10 years since its release, so... Um, that's easily the game that I've put the most hours into this year. And, well, to me, it holds up really well. Um, anniversary Edition, 4K, 60 FPS, really good. So, th- yeah, those would be my two games of this year. Nice. Josh, I don't think we oh, had yeah. a second game from you, did we? No, my second game would be uh, Control uh, Ultimate Edition, which uh, oh. I still haven't I haven't completed, unfortunately, because... Uh, I've downloaded that today. I got sidetracked by, you know, life becoming available again. <laughs> uh, but I've comp- I have I did play quite a lot of that, and it's, it's so much fun. It's such a great game. Um, and I will definitely, definitely be completing that this month, for sure. Nice. I, th- I think so much Control, fun. yeah, the Ultimate Edition of Control was probably actually the best game I played this year. I only didn't choose it because I had played the original release in 2020. But uh, it's a great game, and the Ultimate Edition is the best way to play it, especially if you've got one of the new consoles, because yeah. it, lo- it looks and runs so much better than it did on a PS4 or an Xbox One, uh, if you've got the Series X or the PS5. Um, and then a, a, a one that just slipped my memory, if I may sneak in a third oh. game, uh, j- just because it, it, it kind of came way off radar for me, was the Guardians of the Galaxy game, which I expected to be... Average trash. at best, trash at worst, and it was actually really, really great. And I think one of the very best sort of licensed games, certainly superhero games, that I can ever remember oh, wow. playing. And I think in some ways, honestly, the kind of writing and the characterizations are better and certainly more fleshed out than they are in the films because it's, hmm. you know, a 12 to 15 hour game rather than a two hour film. And it certainly takes inspiration from the films, but it eventually sets itself apart quite a lot 
um, and I think it's really fantastic. So I highly recommend it if you like uh, if you like Marvel stuff. I think it's really good. How long was the game? Like, is it quite long to play? Was it a short game? Yeah, it was about twelve to fifteen hours. I would say it seems <laughs> to be the going <laughs> rate for how long people take to complete it. I, I I kind of did a lot of exploring the nooks and crannies, and sort of between each mission, you can hang out on your ship and chat to the crew. Mm-hmm. There's kind of strong Mass Effect vibes, so you can definitely kind of artificially extend it if you go through all the optional mm-hmm. conversations and go hunting for collectibles and stuff like that. But if you just wanted to kind of go through it as quickly as possible, which I wouldn't necessarily recommend, you can probably do it closer to 12 hours-ish. Is Groot in it? Uh, yes, Groot is in it, I can confirm. So is, uh, is Rocket, Raccoon, uh, and uh, all your other favourite Guardians. Uh, but the best character is a talking dog called Cosmo, who um, I wasn't really familiar with, but it was one of the very best characters I came across in a game this year. Uh, he was great. Yeah. Nice. And now you, Paul, you haven't said yours. Oh uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, like like you did say, Taron, F one twenty twenty one. I think I really I really enjoyed that game until I, until Michael Massey decided to end F one. Um, <laughs> but ignoring that, I uh, I finally got round to playing uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, and yeah. uh, that one, that one was really good, especially playing it on the uh, on the Series X and playing it with like sixty FPS, and it, it just looks really good. It plays really well, and it really it, it was nice to fill in the like the the time that the story set, and you get to see like uh, Order sixty six, and you know how that story unravels and takes you across different planets, and you know the collectible aspect as well across different planets, and I thought that was really cool. Um, but yeah, like it was, it was a really nice thing to play on the Series X as well because, you know, it was. I think I started playing that when the update just came out. So, I remember seeing some gameplay of it on the old console, and then seeing playing it like myself on the new one. It it felt really nice to play. Just the lightsaber actions as well was super nice. Mm. Um, but yeah, you know, it it uh, it really showcases the power of the new consoles and. Um, I, I really like how how good some of these games really do. For me, it's Forza, really. It's like, this year's... For, like, Forza 4 was all right, but it wasn't as good as I thought it was. But this Forza's really taken um, the power, and just the visuals are amazing. And then, well, it's the difference between porting a game from an old console and up adding power for the new ones, as opposed to having this new console in mind as a target, I think. Mm. That's yeah. why you see some differences between, like um, like you said, Forza Horizon 4 and 5, and also even, like, F1 2020 and 2021. Like, mm. even though you could play 2020 on the Series X, like, because 2021 was the first one properly released on the Series X and the PS5, you could see a bit more of a, a step up. I do like the step up in F1 where they added a story mode. I'm not sure if any of you guys have tried it yet. No, no I've not, no. No. I completed it three times. I, yeah. You love your cars, don't you, Tom? I you do, love yes. your cars. You, do you know who Michael Massey is? Uh, no, I, I don't know. Okay, don't worry. But yeah, so... Uh, but yeah, but... Uh, yeah, I agree with Paul. Like, it's nice. But what another game I have to add is COD. Like, I'm so flipping addicted to COD. Like, not, not Fish, not COD the Fish, but Call of Duty. <laughs> but um, yeah. 
Thanks uh, for I clarifying. Would just say on the topic of when you were talking about like games that showcase the new consoles uh, the best, I think for me it would probably be uh, the new Ratchet and Clank from this year. Uh, I, I think that's one of the few games that was released exclusively for the new consoles. So I don't think we've seen that yet on the Xbox side of things. Um, and there haven't been that many on the PS5 side of things either, to be fair. Most PS5 games even coming out in 2022, I think, have PS4 versions like the new Horizon and the new Gran Turismo. I think both are coming out on PS4. But yeah, Ratchet and Clank, for whatever reason, was made only for PS5 and it paid off. It's by far the best looking game I've played this year. And like, it's a cliche to say that games of that style kind of remind you of a Pixar film, but this one like really did. It it looked kind of ridiculous. Mm. You said, I was going to say, you said that we've not seen that yet on Xbox. And do you think we ever will, at least in the near future? Because they released the Series S at the same time as the Series X, which is obviously a lot less powerful. So I don't think you can never have a proper exclusive on the Series X, can you? Because then they're just saying that, oh, uh, Series S is redundant. uh, Josh could maybe speak to this better than me, but kind of my understanding is that like the Series S is obviously less powerful than the Series X, but the thing that's kind of holds games back on the older generation is that is it more like cpu driven than am i right in saying that like the one x even has a more powerful gpu than the series s but is held back way more when it comes to like the cpu and obviously the ssd um so theoretically like you 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 should still at some point see games that can't run well on an xbox one but can run and can scale well across a series s and x mm-hmm. yeah for sure so the um the xbox one and the ps4 cpu is pretty dog um it was pretty it was pretty bad at the time it, they came out but that's kind of all they could really could lay their hands on um the new uh processors in the series x series s and ps5 are based on uh, the zen uh, architecture or the zen 2 architecture that amd now uses uh, for their processors uh, uh, across pcs and consoles and everything and it's so much more powerful than what was in the xbox one um but the series s to uh get that lower price point uh targets 1080p rather than uh, 4K or even potentially 8K on the smaller games like the Series X does. So um, while you are held back in terms of uh, graphical performance on the Series S, the um, f- like physics and logical performance of that console is far, far superior to the Xbox One X okay. um, and the PS4 and that sort of thing. And so the things that are super impressive about uh, you know, games like Ratchet & Clank where you get that super like quick loads in between uh, zones. You will still get in the Series S that you won't get in that series uh, in in the Xbox One family. Right. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Oh, and I guess just for the record, there were no good new theme park games this year that I can remember. There was. Was there? There was one on Game Pass that me and Josh played. Was there? My my theme park failed. You were playing theme park games with someone else. 
No, by myself. I played by myself. Excuse me? Nice save, Torres. Planet Coaster or something. Yeah, that one, yeah. That was pretty good, you know. Yeah, but Planet I Coaster wasn't failed. bad on the on the consoles. It's it's still oh. kind of pales in comparison to the. That was um, 2020, wasn't it? PC. I think it came to Game Pass last year. Did it not? Yeah, yeah. I think but so. Yeah. 2020, 2021, 2021 blur. So. I, I downloaded it in 2021. Right. Yeah. So I mean, Tom was... is feeling very, Tom is feeling very cheated on because every time he asked to play Xbox, somebody was like, "Oh, Call of Duty, Formula One," and it turns out all this time that Ta- Tarun was playing theme park games with Josh. I I haven't played a theme park game no. with Tarun. I just like to no, I haven't put played it on record. With, with, with yeah, yeah. I did not I have w- theme park gaming relations with that man. <laughs> that was like two people denying an affair. Dr- Jurassic World Evolution Two did come out this year, and that was that's not very good. So uh, I think actually the best theme park game thing that came out this year was the Magic Kingdom Minecraft uh, expansion for Minecraft. Yeah, that thing seems pretty cool. It's so good. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, Tom and I played it, live streamed it. Um, as a as a subscriber Christmas. to the Park Rush oh, yeah. YouTube channel, I'd have thought you'd have watched it by now, Abby. But oh, I, I don't, I don't go on YouTube. This of, uh, this is the problem. It's just I even watched it. Disgusting revelations it. about my yeah. so-called friends. <laughs> Torres said, even I watched it. Even Tarot watched it. I did watch it. I did. Yeah. What's so bad about that? But yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. Anyway. But yeah, now we've looked at, like, at previous games. What games are you guys looking forward to for next year? I've got a whole list. Uh, so Ooh. I can go first. Um, on, Josh. The first one to come out, I believe, is uh, Tunic. Um which uh, has been been shown off since before the Series X was even a thing, I feel like. Um, But it's kind of an isometric-style game. Um, People kind of compared it to kind of the older uh, Zelda games, so not the open-world 3D ones, but the isometric ones. Um, And you play... uh, It's a little fox is the, the main character um oh and, yeah this is ringing bells yeah and they, i feel like they've been advertising it for or showing it off at e3s for years now um and finally we'll get it in march of this year so that's that's kind of what one i'm looking forward to hmm. um ghostwire tokyo which on console is a playstation 5 exclusive but is also coming to windows uh from bethesda software from uh Deal was obviously made before Bethesda was bought by Microsoft. Um, then you got Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope, which is the oh. Mario and Rabbids. Um, I don't know what you call it. Um, sequel. Yeah, sequel to the original one. I don't know what it's what the original one was called. Uh, uh, King Kingdom Battle. That one was right, the first yeah. one, I, I believe. Um, so that's yes, Kingdom Battle. Uh, it's like a XCOM style game. Yeah. Uh, and then you got Sonic Frontiers, which is the new Sonic game that's coming out this year. Um, and you've got forty uh, Warhammer Forty K Dark Tide, uh, which is um, kind of like it's a Forty K version of Vermin Tide. I don't know if you've ever seen that. It's kind of like a um, a waves sort of. Uh, game like defeating hordes of um mm-hmm. enemies kind of like you know zombies and that sort of thing 
Um, and then um, one that Tom and I have spoken about on the Park Rush podcast, and that is Park Beyond, the uh, a interesting looking theme park uh, construction and management game. Mm. When is that due out? Does it have a release window? No release window yet. That is uh, oh, okay. just a 2022 game, so it could be pushed. But uh, so far, doesn't even have a Wikipedia page, from what I can tell. Huh. Right. Yeah. That's my list. Good. List. I can give you my list. So my list is Test Drive Unlimited. Mm. Oh, that. I'm pretty excited for that because that's just, that just. I think that was one of the first games I've ever played on a console because that was what i used to play at your house isn't it yeah yeah i never used to visit good times so that game got me into the whole car that game and also pgr but that got me into like the whole car racing thing so i'm really excited for that second one would be grand turismo 7 just because it's a racing game and then the third one would be arc 2 do you know why why uh it's got cars in it Vin diesel's in it baby (laughs) what wow arc 2 diesel Ark 2, Vin Diesel's what, in it. What's Ark? I don't know. I just know Vin Diesel's in it. <laughs> Ark is like... Um... <laughs> was this the one with like the dinosaurs in it? Yeah, it's like a weird things. dinosaurs survival mm, game. Yeah. Right? yeah. I don't know. Vin Diesel's I, in it. Free to play, I think. I think, it was... yeah. I think I vaguely remember playing a little bit of it to get some achievement. But I just know Ark... Vin Diesel's in it, so... Yeah, make it so is, it tr- yeah. is The Rock refusing to be in that one still? Oh yeah, Rock's being an idiot. He's in like stuff with for being Jack Whitehall, but can't be bothered to come back to Fast and Furious. I, nice. I, 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 that's not on the Rock. That's on Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel, the one of the worst actors in the industry, <laughs> saying that the Rock needs to be better at being an actor is kind oh, of mate, ridiculous. Have you... I mean, the Rock only plays one role in every movie, but at least he acts that role well. Like, yeah, Vin Diesel. I don't even like what that guy. What... What is it? Yeah. His best role is Groot. <laughs> Can I just say, he's, he only he's out-acted by the video game version of Groot in the Guardians game. They recast Groot? Wait, what? Oh, yeah, they recast. They yeah, it's, recast. Not, it's not the movie. Recast. Recast. It's, not, it's not the movie uh, actors in the game. It's a different version of oh. the characters. Yeah. Oh, Gosh, that would be a ridiculous version. budget if they got all the Hollywood A-listers to do the video and, game. And it, it. it's better f- it's better for for it, for sure. It's totally detached <gasps> from the films. It's its own thing. Yeah. There's After one the thing Square Enix looked... Avengers game, I was quite worried. Um, but yeah, okay. There's one thing I missed out. I can't wait for the Cyberpunk update for next gen. Yeah, no, that's on right. my list. Like, I, like, I... I yeah. Like, I yeah, I I don't care to. I, I I'm waiting for that update to come before playing Cyberpunk, but I am way more interested in the in the Witcher Three yep. next gen update. <laughs> you got two because <laughs> that's list. actually a good game at the moment. Yeah. That if they update, would be really really nice to mm. replay. And Red Dead Two as well. Oh yeah, and Is Red Dead Two. Is that going to get oh, an yeah, update? Have they even? Well, I'm I'm hoping that they will. GTA mm. Five is meant to get an update, isn't it? This year. Gosh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, I didn't think of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, game. they don't need to make a GTA 6, so they can just keep updating GTA yeah. 5 forever. When Taron is busy buying everything, 
in GTA I'm not Five playing it. Why make GTA Dumb Six? Shark cards. I, I play with myself because no one wants to play with. Me. <laughs> you yeah. play with Leon. I don't because yeah. Even Leon's dumb with it. I think no. Leon and Taron had an argument over the F1. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, moving on to Abhishek, what's your games you're looking forward well, to? Well, you've literally just picked the two that I was going to say, which is The Witcher 3. Updates um, for games you've already and played. And Cyberpunk. Um, <laughs> having said that, the other <laughs> game that I'm... Abhishek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. When um, is a Skyrim Anniversary Edition remastered? Well, is that out this year? That That came out late last year, which I accidentally bought without realising... And then <laughs> after I after I sunk like three hundred hours into Skyrim this year, um, but then three hundred pounds? No, three hundred hours. hours. Oh, oh, okay. Um, they did give me a refund for it though, because it purely definitely was an accident. Um, but but no, Cyberpunk I've not played yet, and I've been waiting for the next gen version to come out. Um, so fingers crossed that fixes a lot of the issues that people had with Cyberpunk because I think at the end of the day, when it was working well on a high-end PC, it was meant to be a decent game. Um, and CD Projekt yeah. Red did make my favourite game of all time, which is The Witcher 3. And again, it's been a long... Wait, 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 wait what? I thought Skyrim was your favourite game of all no, time. No, no, no. The, the Witcher 3 is my favourite game of all time, no question. Um, and has been since I finished that game, like... It's amazing. I love it. Um, but I, because it was such a big, huge game, and I sunk a lot of time, and there's a lot of emotional investment in that game as well. Like I, I can never bring myself round to replay it, but I think now enough times passed. It's been what's this year will be the sixth year of its release, um, so I would totally replay The Witcher yeah. Three in, in a really nice remaster. So fingers crossed that comes out sometime this year. Um, in terms of new games. Um, the one thing that I'm looking forward to is probably the next Suicide Squad game um, because it's been made by Rocksteady, who, of course, made the Arkham games. Um, and some of you may know I, I'm a doctor. And when I was working in A&E this year, <laughs> I treated one of my patients was a developer at Rocksteady. Um, so we were talking about the game and we bonded over it and... Um, I know what roles he's had in that game. Obviously, I can't say more than that because of confidentiality. But um, because of that, I'm looking forward to to Suicide Squad. Hopefully, that should be good. Hopefully, that wasn't your role when you were trying to treat him. <laughs> no, no, it, no. <laughs> but now, There's on, a couple of games talk? that no one's mentioned yet. Um, Tom hasn't well, said his yet. Um, yeah. I'm, hope, I'm hoping he mentions it. Well, a few a few big sequels. I think I mentioned earlier that the second Horizon game, as in the uh, PlayStation action game, not the Microsoft driving game, uh, that's out really soon, actually. I think that's out in February. So I'm looking forward to that. I did like the first game a lot, but it was a bit unlucky in that I think about two weeks after it came out, uh, Breath of the Wild came out. And totally took my attention away from Horizon, which I had been really enjoying for about two weeks. And then, yeah, Zelda just overtook my life because it kind of did everything that Horizon was doing just way more interestingly and and, and better. So it will be uh, hopefully nice to see them take a step forward with this one. And also it's got a bit of room to itself in the release calendar. So um, there shouldn't Comes be anything out on the to come distract me. Of February. I believe so, yeah. And I think this is also a PS4 game, which 
is a little yep. bit of a shame, but I think this is just going to be the way of things as long as there are these supply issues because they'll just be leaving too much money on the table if they if they commit to all of these upcoming games being PS5 exclusives because people just can't buy the console in big enough numbers yeah. yet. But I think still reasons to be excited. Uh, I'm hoping. I, I think the first game was better than the first Assassin's Creed was, but I still think a kind of Assassin's Creed one to two level of improvement would be possible and exciting because it was kind of doing a lot of things you'd seen before, just doing it really well. And it would be nice to see this one maybe do some uh, stuff of its own that uh, it does to make good. it feel a bit fresher. Yeah, uh, and then the other big playstation sequel for this year which i don't think has a date yet would be god of war ragnarok um i actually yeah, bounced off god of war 2018 a couple of times and it wasn't until uh i think it was just before all the covid lockdowns actually uh, that i finally sort of sat down and committed to it and um yeah it, it got its teeth into me eventually and i really liked it so i'll be looking forward to this one and that is also uh, a ps4 ps5 uh, yeah it is release. yeah uh, I think all the games on my list really are sequels because, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of morbidly curious about this Pokemon Legends thing that's coming out again in just a few weeks. It looks like a game that's probably way too ambitious for a Switch. So I'm kind of, yeah, like I say, morbidly curious because I'm not convinced it will look great or run well, but I kind of want to see what a properly open world Pokemon game looks like. Uh, and then there's, uh, yeah, kind of in the same vein because I'm not, again i'm a bit worried about how this thing might run on a switch at this point but the breath of the wild sequel um, i love that first game so so much that i uh, i can't wait to see what the second one's all about but i I, i'm not sure that's guaranteed for 2022 to be fair Um, i i also just need to find time to play the mass effect trilogy remaster that came out last year it came out just a bit too late for me last year i think it came out in april which similar to you with control josh it was just as everything was starting to open up if it had come out in like february i probably you know would have had a a two-month lockdown run there to commit to replaying mass effect but it it came out just a bit too late and i didn't get very far through them again but those seem like really good remasters so i'm hoping Mm. i'll find some time this year to to go back to those again Uh, and i think dead space the remake of Dead Space might be due in 2022. Uh, it's meant to that, be out this year. Um, that potentially that Legends of Zelda cool game well. is unknown release date currently, um, and uh, Dead Space is currently just slated as Q4. Cool. Um, and if if I can be greedy, there was one more that I thought might go under people's radar that I just wanted to shout out. There's a sequ- I don't know if anyone played a Plague Tale uh, on on Xbox or I think on playstation um i I played it for the first time this or in 2021 because it was a ps5 ps plus game but i believe it's been on game pass for much longer than that and i think microsoft have since bought the studio that made it Uh, so there's a sequel who make um microsoft flight simulator (laughs) oh yeah they're like a weirdly um adaptable studio i guess to make these very different types of games seemingly so effortlessly but yeah that first game was great Uh, i think you know with a bit more money and resource thrown at it they could do something really cool with the second game so uh, if that makes 2022 and presumably is a game pass launch game then i would definitely recommend people check that out And, and if you haven't played the first one it's worth a look it's quite short as well so it's not a huge commitment uh, and they are still currently privately owned Oh, Microsoft haven't bought them? No. Oh, okay, fine. 
I'm sure Taryn's looking forward to the new Formula One. Uh, the new, new Call of Duty. <laughs> Surprised you're not into FIFA as well, Taryn. Mate, I need to play some proper games this year. Last year was just a blur. Uh, I did play Hitman. Hitman 3 was great. And like, the new Forza. Yeah. There's there's three, Taryn's three games for this year. Oh dear, I missed Forza Motorsport. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised no one mentioned Elden Ring. Yeah, Not I've of us are really Dark Souls people, are we? Of those. I played Bloodborne and I did like it, but I haven't played any of the others. I've been meaning to play that Demon Souls remake for the PS5. Uh, more yeah. just for the visual um, showcase than anything. Because again, that's one of the very few current gen exclusive games. But I haven't got round to it yet, and I don't think I would be I don't think I would play Elden Ring until I've played that. That's fair. I think the only thing that interests me about it is um, not necessarily the the Dark Souls connections, but more because it's, you know, in the Lord of the Rings verse. And also, you know, George R. R. Martin being involved with it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, is, is, what? Is it? Is it a Lord, it's not a Lord of the Rings game, is it? It is, isn't it? No. I, I think it's just it got... Not? I think it's just got Ring in the name, mate. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a Lord of the Rings game. I was going to say, this is news to me. <laughs> It's a from Suffolk. It's like a JRPG. Wait, you, you didn't really think way. it was Lord of the Rings, did you? I I did. <laughs> oh wow. Oh, now I'm not interested in it anymore. Oh, wow. Have I just put you off watching the Ring as well. <laughs> What's the Ring? <laughs> What's the Ring? <laughs> wow. Oh, Are you being serious? What's What's the Ring? Is it some kind of daytime TV show that boomers watch? My gosh. Oh, oh it's my a, god. It's a... The Ring is a horror Japanese film. horror film. Well, the oh. ring is not. Um, the ring is. An oh, American it's the one with. Oh, it's the one with oh, yeah. that person comes out of the TV. Yeah, the, the, the ring is, is the uh, ringu. <laughs> What's well, the one with this? With like they're dating, and it's like they're in a ring. No, that's a that, wedding, mate. No, that's a circle. Yeah. Wow. It's a circle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing that we haven't. I, I, did anyone mention Starfield, or did I miss that? Oh, of course. No, How did I forget that one? Elden Ring, Starfield, and uh, Hogwarts Legacy were the ones I thought someone would mention. Is Hogwarts going to make? I mean, I didn't mention that, and nor did I mention stuff like Spider-Man 2 and the Knights of the Old Republic remake, because I was just assuming they are not 2022 games. But... Hogwarts Legacy is theoretically this year, but is currently unknown release date. Right. They released a trailer for it, didn't they? I think they released a trailer. Yes, for it there last has year. been there has been like a gameplay trailer. I think for Hogwarts, for Spider Man, and Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, I think Spider Man maybe was like a an in engine trailer, whatever that means, but not gameplay. I think I, Knights of the Old Republic no, was just think, a CG thing. Yeah, yeah. I think they also said Spider Man was twenty three though. Yeah, I think Spider Man and the Wolverine game, for that matter, are probably both twenty twenty three. Yeah, um, and um, I think there's nothing on Kotor coming out this year. No, Starfield is a kind of like wait and see for me, just because I think it will come out broken. Bethesda games have not done (laughs) anything for me. I I thought Fallout Four was actually quite boring, and I don't know what state seventy six is in now, but obviously it was a notoriously terrible launch. So Mm. they've got something to prove. I think. I think you know, there's only so far. I think it's telling that they've put Skyrim out as many times as they have, not just because it's successful and popular, but also because they have not put out anything nearly as good or exciting since then. No. Uh, yeah, I mean, Fallout 
three and New Vegas are, I would say, considered far higher than Fallout Four. In the um... yeah, I think the oh, best yeah, of stuff course. out of Bethesda is the stuff that they publish, not that they develop themselves. You know, the recent Wolfenstein Ooh. games, and I think that goes. If, if we're talking about in Death well, if we're talking in the last decade, but uh, Fallout Three and Skyrim are like two of my top all-time greats. It's a good year for stuff. But now, like, moving on to... Moving on for films now, movies. So, how, you guys have been watching a lot of movies. So much you? enthusiasm. <laughs> well, yeah. You guys well, have been watching a lot of movies. You have, right? That you've got out to watch many films. We so. watch an insane amount of movies uh, for people that are not in the movie industry, I would say. Um, yeah. I don't know about you guys. I don't think I do. I don't. I only watch the ones I want to watch. <laughs> yeah, we right. watch a lot of stuff that we don't want to watch because we're members of a sort of movie company <laughs> unlimited pass. So you kind of have to go to as many films as you can to make the most of it. I guess you want to watch them. Well, right? yeah. To be fair, I think jo- Josh and Tom, you watch a lot more like trashier films and i just tend to go for the ones that i actually want to see i like to see all films yeah uh... for me it's like yes there are absolutely things that i don't have any actual interest or expectation in being good and i go and see them just because or sometimes even ironically like the recent resident evil film is a good example Uh, but then there's stuff that i just wouldn't have gone to see without the pass but that I am glad to have seen because I have the pass, if that makes sense. Yeah. So something like yeah. King Richard, the um, mm. uh, William Sisters uh, biopic from, uh, I think, November, which I thought was a yeah. great film, uh, but I have to hold my hands up and say I would not have gone to see it without that pass, yeah. and I was glad 100%. to have the pass to see it. And then there's obviously stuff that I would have seen regardless, like Spider-Man and uh, Fast True. 9. James yeah, Bond, dude. James Bond, yeah, exactly. You you had an experience, uh, an interesting experience watching Spider Man, didn't you? Oh, or, what, what I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, let's yeah, go, let's go. <laughs> well, please elab- elaborate on that. Like, I like to find that more information. I, th- I think uh, Tom had uh, has the best way with words for this. Come on, Tom. It was one of the first times in my life where I felt like I had properly transitioned into sort of uh, grumpy old man status. You know, the uh, it's it's the children who are wrong. That classic Simpsons line, like fully applied to me during that screening because I sort of went online afterwards and. You can find people who also moan about really raucous cinema crowds, but there are also plenty of people, and it's mostly the kind of generation who are on TikTok and places like that, who were like delighted to uh, be in screenings of Spider-Man that were really loud and crazy and people screaming and shouting and and found that a massive part of the appeal. And I was just like, this Mm. is the absolute worst way to watch a film. I would rather have seen it for the first time on an aeroplane with the crappy headphones that they give you on the plane and that would have been a better way to watch that film than oh. IMAX opening night with everybody screaming 
It was horrible. I hated it. Yeah, like, I, uh, I'm not I'll one. One of you said that you you couldn't even hear the um, the the dialogue. Like you missed parts yeah, of the you dialogue. you missed a lot of dialogue because like oh, someone would say something funny or something cool would happen, and then oh yeah, let let go, let's go, and then you just miss exact everything that was about to that was said when everyone was cheering. Yeah, yeah, it, it was really mad. It's something that happens a lot in theatre. Is someone will come on stage or something will be said and there'll be a reaction from the crowd. But the good thing about theatre is they're real people standing up there so they can like not say their line. They can wait until the crowd settles down. Mm-hmm. The actors in the film don't know that you're making noise because <laughs> they've already filmed the poxy film. You <laughs> know what we should invent? Uh, a pause theater. button a for the pause cinema. Button. A cinema pause button. No. <laughs> Just get, just go and see the film again. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, we, I, well. That's the thing, though. I mean, it's a, that was another reason to be grateful for the uh, for the pass because you know if I'd paid full price for that experience, I would have been absolutely, I would have been even more fuming. Uh, and then knowing yeah. that I, I need to see this again to even know what was going on, and that's another expense. So why did no one turn around and tell them to shut the hell up? I don't think it's like three hundred people doing it. Yeah, it's like the I whole mean, uh, worst. The people behind us did sound particularly bad, but I do. I blame Endgame for this. Uh, yeah, it's viral oh. clips of the Endgame battle. Yeah, of kind of. I don't blame uh, Endgame. Makers. I blame people recording Endgame. <laughs> um, yeah. Because yeah. people and I, I genuinely believe that the reaction in Endgame was serious. That people actually yeah. meant that. But now people have seen that clip. They want to recreate it with it's, every moment, and it's yeah. not genuine anymore. It's like, do you remember the uh, Euro? Was it the Euro? It wasn't the World. Yeah, it was the World Cup. Sorry, not the not the Euros from last year, but the World Cup 2018 when England got to the semi final, and all those clips that went viral of people in the fan zones throwing beer around and going crazy, uh, yeah. and then it basically yeah. became like people just showed up to those things to throw beer around, and it's like <laughs> this is just annoying now, and not funny um you see it in so many different like online uh you know sections of the internet this kind of thing happens all the time like again on the football side of things you think of all those fan tv channels and like they started off with a fair amount of goodwill uh obviously the more ranty videos do well and then when they realize that that's the case everyone just goes on there to rant and scream all the time and it loses all of its yeah. impact and it's just not fun yeah. or, uh, or or anything. And I think that was kind of a similar similar thing that caused the uh, kind of reactions in Spider-Man. That being said, me and Josh screamed like crazy people when we saw Jungle Cruise, so we're just <laughs> hypocrites. Uh, yeah, it's true. Every, right. every gag that was uh, in the film that was from uh, the ride, uh, Tom and I went, oh! It was like a general bit in theme um, park enthusiasts. Yeah, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where that is now memed. Yeah, 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 that that's that's Tom and I. Every time there's a theme park reference, Leo DiCaprio pointing at the screen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Interestingly, Spider-Man was not even my worst cinema experience of the last year. Um, more, more for the expectations as opposed to what actually happened. For me, it would be Dune. 
Not because the film was bad. The film was fine. Uh, But Josh and I decided to go and see this because it was filmed... It was the first thing that was um, filmed, or one of the first things that was filmed in the new Dolby format. Um, What was it called, Josh? Dolby what? Dolby Uh, Cinema, is it? Yeah, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head now. Well, whatever it's called. it's, It's their sort of rival to IMAX, I guess you could put it as. So... Um, we decided, well, why don't we give it a go in this new format? So we went to Leicester Square again, but um, another cinema in the Leicester, in Leicester Square, um, which is meant to be sort of one of the flagship cinemas in the UK. Um, it's where a lot of red carpet premieres happen. And the actual... It's, it's where all of them happen, basically. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, and in fact, the cinema, the actual inside the theatre itself was really fancy um the sides of the wall had like old-fashioned theatre sort of fake booths on them there was even a royal box in the seated area so it's you know it was really fancy really posh um and i was expecting this huge sort of imax screen and even when we were booking the tickets the screen looked like it was going from wall to wall on the little diagram that they showed and that sort of um, led to us booking where we booked. We thought, you know, we'd be in the middle, a few rows behind the Royal Box, be a huge screen, their rival to IMAX, it would be amazing. We got there, and genuinely, the screen was so far away, it was so far below us, and it was absolutely tiny. Um, the resolution of the screen was great, it was really good, but it was so far and genuine, it was like watching on a mobile phone screen. It was that bad. Yeah. Um, the, I remember you sending a picture. Yeah, yeah, that was so bad. It was terrible. The audio was amazing. It was fantastic. Um, mm. But genuinely, I think I would have a better time seeing that film, which was obviously great visually, and Villeneuve did a lot of fancy cinematography. I think it would be better just watching it at home on a normal TV compared to that cinema experience which I had. Yeah, you, you get that on a you know a twenty twenty one LG C one OLED. Yeah, um, about eleven hundred pounds right now. Uh, all UK retailers, uh, <laughs> not a sponsor. Uh, I you would have a better experience. You know, just throw a soundbar on there, and you mm. you'd have a good, a great experience uh, visually and yeah. a decent enough one order order you wise. Yeah, I genuinely think better better than the the thing that we saw. Because if I would held out my mobile phone, like I don't know, th- two feet in front of me the screen would have been that size. Yeah, I'm glad I took my glasses. Otherwise, everything would have been a blurry mess for me. Yeah. Wow. Very sad. And and I think just the fact that we paid so much money for it, expecting it to be this amazing flagship experience, which was better. Well, at least we could compare it to the IMAX. It just wasn't. It was terrible. But at least now we know for the future. So if you're ever going to the Odeon um, to watch a Dolby Cinema, book right at the front, like right near the front, genuinely. Yeah. The lower tier, probably preferable. Yeah, actually, it's below the royal boxes, well below. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah. It's annoying why people why they would make something like that now in this day and age when we have TVs that are so big, mm-hmm. and like I I prefer watching things that view extreme. I don't know why. I've never really well, liked the whole IMAX thing. Why don't you like IMAX? I don't know. I just find the seats better in View Extreme. I like the experience. It's more comfortable. Like, you know how I sit down and watch a film. I like basically lie down, don't I? Yeah, you're kind of like half reclined by the... 
yeah, effectively you force yourself to recline on an unreclinable. <laughs> I am seat. crippled at the end of the day, but yeah. So Josh, you mentioned earlier about Park Rush. So do you want to like <laughs> explain what Park Rush is? And uh, well, you and Tom, or you or and Tom, or, or whatever, whoever. Uh, yeah. I think uh, best summed up as a waste of everybody's time. Yeah. But like your history, the history of what, what do you guys do, how you started it, and why you do it? Why do we do it? That is a good question. Uh, God. Uh, <laughs> just to waste everyone's time, I think, is, a, is probably the most accurate one. Um, so you can put well, something on your dating profiles? Yeah, it does well on dating profiles, if I'm honest, uh, weirdly. It does, actually. Uh, that is true. Yeah. Um, probably the best result I've got out of this podcast is uh, dating apps. Uh, <laughs> but we, Tom and I, uh, Abby as well, in the past, have done many a podcast. Um, and each one has, got a, uh, has become more and more niche as uh, they've gone on. Uh, to try and find an audience that actually is interested in what we're talking about. Um, and Tom and I really like theme parks. Uh, and so one, we went to Disneyland Paris, uh, Tom, Abby and myself. And then after that, Tom and I were like, right, that's it. Theme park podcast time. We're doing it. Uh, we haven't yeah. looked back since. Podcast every week since then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> unbroken chain it's uh it's been uh a roller coaster oh, hey. a theme park podcast yeah i don't know if i've it, missed anything tom it, it's true i mean it's it's been obviously with the pandemic it's been a weird time to be doing a theme park podcast when uh travel has either been completely illegal or at least quite ill-advised yeah so you know, 20, when did we start this? 2018, I think we started this. So, yeah, as you say, it was yep. just off the back of that Paris trip. And then 2019, I think we both went to Florida at different times and did some of the UK parks and stuff. And it's not like, it's not a podcast that relies on us going to theme parks every week. Like, we rely on the news cycle and we've come up with other sort of series ideas in the middle of it all. Sort of, we went through the entire catalogue of films based on theme park rides. And then we did the same for theme park video games, kind of talking about all of those. That, that got rough. That was some, that was a dark period in my life, binging theme park <laughs> movies such as The There's Haunted Mansion and The Country Bears. Uh, <laughs> there is some, real bad stuff but you know we've got to give the country bears about we've got to give the people what they what is the country bears about well uh, give give us give us a uh, taste of what you talked about okay so uh, by from memory it's a couple years ago now yeah there's there's a bear played by is he played by the kid from home alone oh Haley joel osman not the kid from home alone he's the kid from played by vin diesel played by the icy dead people no yeah the icy dead people guy yeah he plays a bear called Barry Barrington, who uh, has been adopted by a human family and uh, because of one thing and another goes on a journey of sort of self-discovery to, I guess, become one with his fellow bear. And during that journey, he reassembles a long broken up band of bears known as the Country Bears. Yeah, and uh, that I guess is the setup for it. So it's basically the Avengers, but with singing bears instead of superheroes. 
<laughs> so it's better. So, the, so Vin Diesel is in it then? <laughs> Not that I'm aware of. Maybe there's an uncredited cameo in there for him where he's just walking around saying, I am Bear. But from memory, yeah. I cannot recall Vin Diesel appearing in The Country Bears. But I don't doubt that if a sequel were to be made, he should be at the top of their casting call. So, so, the, so the, about the, it's, actually, it's actually Bears. It's actually like, Bears. Yeah, yeah so, so the, my understanding so the, is that they recruited Bears like from... Scary bears. Yeah, I think there's a couple from... So I think they filmed it in the UK and I think a lot of it was on location at London Zoo. They used to have bears, so they just put a load oh, of... Oh, so cam... they're real bears? They're yeah, not... they put a load of they're cameras people... in the bear enclosures and they basically oh, filmed so it a bit like... Oh, so they're people dressed up as bears? No, 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 no. These are real actual bears and they're quite yeah. convincing, actually, and they, they... I think they kind of nailed it. <laughs> I might give it a watch, you know. Is it scary? <laughs> I mean, look. Uh, it's as scary as, as you would expect real bears appearing to talk would be. I'd, I'd be pretty startled by that in real life. So it, it is a bit unsettling at times. What's it got to do with theme parks? Is it just the London Zoo connection? No, no, no. no. There's, so there's a, th- there's a Disney, there's a classic Disney attraction called the Country Bears uh, where you go in and watch a music like Jamboree uh, performed by a bunch of animatronic bears right okay yeah uh like kind of like I don't, we don't have it over here but chucky you might have heard of chucky e. cheese in america the pizza place yeah that has, yeah uh, the mice that play in a band occasionally country bears jamboree is the same thing but with bears right okay. oh okay yeah. classic country tunes that they've made up so what's another like roller coaster film that you've well had uh, jungle jungle cruise watching. this year uh, or in yep. 2021 that that was based on a ride pirates of the caribbean is the most famous example and the best example yep but uh, that was based on a ride wow yeah <sighs> yeah i had no idea mate we're uh, learning so much yeah we're yeah. learning so much pirates of the caribbean is a great ride by the way um so the, so the ride came up first before the real Film. Oh yeah, uh, the ride. Is, yeah, is, but, it's one of the yeah, very, very first. It's pretty Disney close. It's pretty rides. tight. Um, Parts of the Caribbean. My mum was. Ride and the film was... came out fairly close together, but I think the ride just beat it out. Oh yeah, um, sorry. So how did they come up with ride. the idea of the ride without no the idea of the film without the ride? Uh, the, you know, they were just working on two, you know, two separate parts of Disney. We were working on two pirate themed things. Oh yeah, uh, and they just oh, so happened. That yeah. they were identical storylines, and they came out, you know, one on top of the other. The other, yeah, just pure coincidence. <laughs> Did not know that. Yeah, but yeah, that's uh, cool. There's also um, Mission to Mars, Tomorrowland. Those are some of the other ones. I don't know if you've heard of any Haunted of those. Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion, yes, which they're remaking uh, apparently. Mm. Uh, Tower uh, ta- of Terror. Um, Tower of Terror had a film. Yeah, I nearly died on the Tower of Terror. <laughs> I don't Fair. think okay. that's true. Story no, that is a segue. <laughs> Story time. Well, like, because I'm very light and I'm also crippled, you know the seatbelt they put on top of you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah seatbelt. When, I, when, I fl- when we went flying upwards, I kind of nearly slid under the seatbelt. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. That would have been the yeah. headline. Yeah. So, the most of, yeah. Yeah. Can Taron be killed yeah. by a theme park ride? Yes. 
Probably. Oh, there's another. There was another one that nearly died in as well. It was the one where the boat goes rocking forward and back. I forgot what that name is. What's that? That's, pa- you were that's Pirates of the Caribbean. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, do you, do no. you just mean a pirate, the pirate ship ride? Yeah, yeah that's what you mean. I don't know. Well, because I can't really sit down with my knees bent. Like, when I sat down, my ass wasn't touching the seat. But I didn't realise that it goes, like, swinging this way. So, I basically was standing up for the whole ride. So, Nelly literally just flew off. Wow. Uh, wow. Did the book go upside down? If it, if it did go upside down, I would not be here right now. <laughs> some, of them, some of them do go upside down. Um, oh, that dear. one does it. Does it. But... Yeah. Oh, dear, not the one oh, in dear, Disneyland. Oh, well, can you be cured by rides? Oh, I guess you can. Uh, yeah, yeah. go straight to heaven. People have been. Yeah, my favourite example of this. That's it's maybe a slightly bad this way of dark. putting it. Wow. Yeah, uh, the, the the kind of dark humour uh, favourite version of this story goes is that there was a ride at a theme park called Bush Gardens in Florida called Python, and they used to sell a T-shirt and various other bits of merch featuring the uh, kind of boast i guess of i rode the python and lived or i challenged the python and lived or something like that uh yeah that wasn't the case for one person who went on that ride and as they started to stop selling that merchandise <laughs> oh, <laughs> ouch. Yeah. Oh, dear. yeah what was the story how did they die i think they just had a heart attack on the ride but that's oh, not the rider's that's, fault that's, that's the boring. guy's fault well uh, yeah i get oh lady uh, <laughs> yeah. Regardless, it was obviously seen in poor taste to then continue selling mm. merch uh, that at that point almost felt like a maybe genuine brag. Like, I survived this, not like that guy uh, over there. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, numbers-wise, the US, for example, between 1987 and 2000, there were estimated four and a half deaths, uh, amusement ride-related deaths per year um, between 1990 and 2004. Um, you're looking at around 3.7 deaths per year related to theme park rides, amusement park rides. I, I imagine most of them are, well, either would be things like heart attacks and whatnot while on the ride. And I, I imagine that average is must be due to like multiple people dying on like one ride. That would probably push the average wait, wait. up, right? What was the what was the year of death? The year, the year number? Uh, 87 to 2000 was for the first number. Um but so most of them, uh, from my understanding, generally speaking, uh, certainly in more recent years, um, are from like deaths are from, um, you know, unknown illnesses, yeah, um, yeah. underlying health conditions, that sort of thing. Um, especially you know, in America, especially now you have quite large signs in various languages saying, Hey, if you have any health issue at all, probably don't ride this ride. Um, even the calmest of rides, it's just like, hey, don't, just don't do it. Probably mm-hmm. bad news. Um, <laughs> my mum my went on, funnily enough, the Pirates of the Caribbean ride in Paris when she was eight months pregnant with my sister without realising that there was like a bit of a water drop at the end. She thought it was like it's a small world sort of thing, but with pirates instead of little people. <laughs> um, eight months pregnant she was when she went on that. <laughs> Um, wow. And um, this is going to make me sound like such a boomer, but I was watching a TV show this morning called Britain's 100 Favourite Walks, or something like that. Um, and they had the girl on it who 
like lost her leg in Alton Towers because she was doing one of the walks in like the Ingleton Waterfall Trail, which I went on last summer. Um, and it was how like she was trying to like rehabilitate herself. She's now got like just one leg. She's got a prosthetic leg. Do you remember that story, Josh and Tom? And this, yeah, um, that's probably the most um, well-known story in the UK, I would say. Mm. Um, the uh, Smiler Ride, which um, it's, incidentally is one of my favourite rides at a UK theme park. Uh, it um, is absolutely brutal. I've Just for the record, I think that is the roughest i've maybe ever felt coming off of a roller coaster like i enjoyed it but it does feel a bit like a torture device when you're on it not helped by the fact that when we did it this year or 2021 uh, it was it was tipping it down with rain by the time we got onto the ride so you're being what you know you're being hit in the face with pretty heavy rain at you know whatever speed you're going at the the speed you're going at it feels like you it's hail uh, yeah it does and, so and it's a lot of track in a kind of the i guess that rides in some way uh kind of usp is the fact that it just fits a lot of track and a lot of maneuvers into a very small space so it's just kind of like maneuver after a maneuver like there's no real downtime you're just coming in and out of loops and corkscrews and and mad madness at all times like it's just full-on for the duration and uh yeah it's pretty disorientating you'd That's love it Abby. i'm sure <laughs> i would i mean i felt really motion sick on star tours where you don't even like go anywhere uh, yeah no, that's scary like yeah. yeah yeah i generally just avoid rides at theme parks because <laughs> yeah. i just i just i just don't like them that's the yeah. that's all the, I mean, that's the main thing about theme parks. So. He, he loves the, the car parks. Are you not the one who suggested a Disneyland Paris trip for this year when the Avengers stuff opens? What are you going to do? Well, I'll, uh, I'll go. And I'll, go. I'll like, You'll carry the bags. Them. You'll be the mum <laughs> well, of the trip. No, Taron's wheelchair will carry the bags. Mate, I'm crippled, isn't it? You get fast pass at me, isn't it? <laughs> I guess so. But what if Paul outright refuses to go on the rides? You, you know, you, which you know, it's fast pass. You could like fast pass to the to the entrance, and then I can change my mind to not go on it. But then you guys go on it. <laughs> no, I don't know what a fast pass is. What is that? <laughs> Explain it, Tyrone. Oh, you actually don't know. I thought it was a joke. <laughs> it was a joke. <laughs> it was a joke. Yeah. Uh, the up. real question is: Was the stuff about the the country bears being real bears? Was that also a joke? Yeah. No. I thought they were just people dressed up as bears. Yeah, that's... like you know, like how, like in in Disney they have like, um, like Mickey Mouse in costumes. It's not <laughs> really a Mickey Mouse, is it? Yeah, <laughs> it's not really a Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse is real. <laughs> that's the title of the podcast. <laughs> it's not really a Mickey Mouse, is it? Uh... Well, but one interesting fact is. I can't, like, as you were talking about how many people died on ro- uh, roller coasters, do you know that people die from vending machines as well? I did not know uh, that. Yeah. It's quite, it's, uh... Life <laughs> vending machines. It's v- vending machine. you know, that's one of the things, you know, IKEA got sued a few years ago about this furniture falling on, um, you know, children and uh, crushing them. So it's, it's a... Uh, 
big heavy things that you can pull on that then fall on you is uh, is always going to be a hazard. That probably happens more in in like theme parks. I guess there's more vending machines in theme parks, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, especially so, in the I only, I I like theme parks because the food's good there. <laughs> is it? Is that it? entirely depends on the theme parks. Um, the the food in UK theme parks, I would say, is lackluster. I uh, guess you know, I, had, I had a Burger American King and uh, at Thorpe Park and had to wait so long for it that I, I'm pretty sure they had to go and actually find the cow and kill it <laughs> before yeah. they actually made the burger for me. We had to. Or was it a bear? You never know. Uh, Could have been, been a bear. Could have been a bear. I guess a bear burger. Was it? Why it took time. Was to it kill a pirate? It? Who knows? Mm. Yeah. Or a mouse. Or a mouse, yeah. A Giant Mickey Mouse. Mouse. There's no Disneyland in the UK, is there? You know why? Because Burger King why? killed all of the Mickeys <laughs> in the UK. Uh, he's a king. He's the king. So, okay, I have a question about this. So, apparently, they're saying that Disneyland is coming to UK. What <laughs> is this whole oh, rumour? Who's, who's oh. they? Like, near you, near... Not. Yeah, who's they? <laughs> Many articles online. By who? Well, what, what, one know. thing we do know here, Tom, is that Taron has not been listening to the Park Rush podcast. Yes. Uh, the, this question, uh, you could not expose yourself more uh, than, by, you know, as, as a non-Park Rush listener than, than by asking this particular question. This is, uh, we've got your hook, line and sinker. Yeah. Congratulations, you've played yourself. <laughs> um. The thing that everyone is calling the UK's Disneyland uh, is actually the London Resort coming, maybe, maybe, uh, to the Swanscombe Peninsula uh, down here in good old uh, Garden of England, that is Kent. Uh, it's either that or it's going to be uh, become another housing estate. I was on a postcard. Um, they've pushed back the date once again on that. Uh, to 2025 now um, that could be because they haven't even started building it yet uh, haven't even got approval to build it no uh, <laughs> um, they have recently put out new um, concept art artwork concept art yeah oh which yes weirdly spookily Sp- yes uh, looks ex- almost identical to the epic universe artwork that uh, Universal put out for their new park coming to Florida. Um, could be something to do with the you know designer being the same guy. Who knows? Well, yeah, the Universal Twitter account uh, tweeted that out, I think, or replied to a tweet that compared the two uh, in, yeah. in a bit of a cheeky way. But yeah, I guess for people that don't know, this London resort has been in the offing for what? Almost ten years was it announced? In, like the, the intention <laughs> we to were doing build a different it was announced in twenty twelve, I think, and it's gone yeah. through so many permutations. People might remember talk of a London Paramount. That is that that is this mm. project also, or that was this project also, but now yeah, it's the London Resort, and it's got kind of this relatively vague ambition of being a sort of thing park come entertainment resort with various themed lands bringing together potentially different properties from all over the place. Uh, but There uh, is a website for it. There is a website yeah, for London, it. Like, it's, very much a th- it's very much a 
conceptual thing, like people haven't just pulled it out of their backside, or well, maybe they have, but whether or not yeah. it actually becomes something really concrete uh, is the question, to be to be honest. And it's impossible not to be sceptical given how long it's taken, how many setbacks there have been. It just feels like it's probably not ever going to happen, but I'd love to be proven yeah. wrong. So it's a Paramount thing then? No, so it was... Well, it was, and then it wasn't, and then it kind of was again. I think the situation is that they might still have some sort of pa- Paramount deal is attached with not, Paramount, um, yeah, to use yeah. Paramount properties. So they might include stuff like Mission Impossible is an example of a Paramount-owned um, property. But, Star Trek was one uh, that was yes put out previously, but that was when Star Trek was, you know, putting out films. Yeah. Uh, um, at this point, you know, uh, th- they're not as heavily involved as they once were. Like, I think the the thing that gave the whole thing a bit of weight back in the day was, oh, wow, there's like a big film studio, big Hollywood film studio involved in this that might kind of uh, oil the machinery, if you like, and get things moving. But now it feels like they're kind of a, it's a bit of, bit more of a loose partnership. They're not really super involved in actually getting this thing up and running. It's kind of it yeah. feels almost like it's become a bit more of a passion project for like a couple of guys <laughs> and we'll see if it happens i doubt it like uh, i said so so even if it does happen do you think it'd be successful here like would it have the right target audience and the right i think it would yeah. probably do all right i mean thought park has a, a does decent business and I think all the theme parks in the UK do decent business, but they all kind of uh, have to carry their own weight, if you like. We don't really have a theme park that has the kind of IP attached to it that will get people who might not traditionally be excited about theme parks to want to go. So you think about some of the parks in other parts of the world and the kind of... uh, properties they can build their attractions around like harry potter and marvel and star wars and how to train your dragon and jurassic park and all those kinds of stuff that will get fans of those films uh, and books and and whatever else to want to go and experience that kind of stuff even if they don't even want to do rides or don't like the idea of rides they're kind of they've become more than that thought park you're not going to go unless you really love roller coasters so this kind of yeah. theme park will be, I think, trying to be what Universal and Disney, you know, a bit closer to what they are to their markets um, rather than purely what Thought Park and Alton Towers are, which are, you know, just kind of trying to get people to come who like theme park rides, um, regardless of whether they are dressed up to look like Star Wars or just literally a blue track with a boring name. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, there's there's some things that uh, people don't quite realise about theme parks in the UK, at least, is that uh, most of them don't aren't really set out like a Disney is in America or, or even in Paris, um, where they have a lot of land and they have like a main entrance set up for them um, and that sort of thing. Thought Park is just kind of on the outskirts of Staines. So uh, during rush hour which is roughly the time you'd be heading to the theme park, it's a pain in the backside to get to Thorpe Park. Um, Alton Towers is 
on the outskirts of a tiny little village. So you have to go down tiny little roads to get there. Um, it's a pain in the backside. Uh, the plan with the London Resort is um, a much more structured uh, setup. It's right by Ebbsfleet International tra- train station. Um, they're going to put a proper uh, junction system coming off of the A2, which is the primary uh, A, uh, you know, uh, dual carriageway motorway esque road. There, um, there's even going to be a ferry system uh, across the Thames from Essex, so people north of the river don't have to come through the Dartford Crossing or the Lower Thames Crossing to get to the park. They can park in a car park on the other side of the river. Um, so they thought about kind of those sorts of things quite significantly, which is really great to see. Um, there's talks of two gates eventually coming up, a water park there, um, and a kind of entertainment, like a quote-unquote free entertainment zone that will have um, restaurants and clubs and bars and uh, some shops and that sort of thing. Um, a um, kind of esports arena um, that is like a purpose-built esports arena. So it's a, like a dome, like a it's a kind of coliseum esque in uh, design, um, with one of the floors being sort of like a, a shop for like you know like um, game um, or GameStop in America, um, uh, but then the inside being uh, kind of this bowl arena everyone looking in on the central uh, area where the uh, esports uh, stars will be playing their games. Um, so there's a lot of interesting ideas going on in this park. Uh, and, you know, there's some big names attached to it. Like, obviously, you've mentioned uh, Paramount previously, but uh, one of the guys that's involved is a guy called P.Y. Jabot, uh, who was involved in uh, the Millennium Dome project. Um, and prior to that, mm. was involved with uh, Disneyland Paris as well. Mm. Um, so he's like the main guy trying to get it going. Um, they just have to contend with things like uh, the SSSI uh, issues because oh, you mean the blooming hippies? The blooming hippies, uh, ah, hippies coming over here, telling us not trying to, get to protect rid of the, the wildlife spiders. <laughs> oh yeah, you asked me about That's that last time for. I was on Park Crush. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I still stand by we, that. Yeah, you're a you're a, a card holding member of the uh, one of the uh, of the RSPB. I am indeed. Yes, yeah. keep nature wild. People like Abby just don't like others having fun. Uh, yeah, it's a sad. So, I want their sad little life. Tomorrow sad little life. For you sad to have. Is fun this in. because they have to destroy a lot of? So, so an SSSI is a site of special scientific interest, which means that on a national and global level, it contains either, like it can be plant life, it can be animal life, bird, aquatic life, something that's um, important to the scientific community or important to preserve that can't really be found elsewhere, at least in, in this country. Um, so it's it's a designated protected area um, and it's also an area where people like go and do research and things like that. Um, uh, I, I don't but, know about but, you. I've spent enough of the last two years listening to scientists. Why should they also uh, <laughs> tell me what we can and can't do with our theme parks, mate? Uh, but, but right at the start, you said it's either going to be a theme park or if not, it's going to be a housing estate. So are they getting rid of it anyway? Uh, no, that's just a joke I could, I've been making for the past 10 years. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> um, everything just ends up being a housing estate. Right, right, right. 
Um, but yeah, so this SSSI, um, as Abby mentioned, because uh, they're all like salt uh, marshes because of the close proximity to uh, the sea. Thames estuary. Um, mm. Yeah. So you have some of the rarest spiders in the country. Um, there is uh, the, let me see here. Uh, uh, there are 1,700 invertebrate species, um, which includes over a quarter of the UK's water beetle species and more than 200 species that are considered of conservation importance. Um, and it's one of only two places in the UK where the critically endangered, uh, distinguished jumping spider is found. The other being the West Thurrock marshes uh, on the north side of the river. What a name. So, uh, you know, that I, I think it's a very important uh, thing that this SSI has been introduced here. Um but you like theme parks, so you disagree with it. I do like theme park. I kind of hope that both things can be uh, considered uh, in a way that, you know, we don't ruin their uh, environment too much, but at the same time we can get it built um, and maybe we can, uh, you know, in their plans they talk about pre- creating uh, more, uh, having a lot of the areas still uh, put to... Um, good use for the uh, creatures and the animals of this area and actually creating some more uh, land for these creatures. So They're going to make custom uh, rides for them, like in a bug's life. <laughs> yes, that is... Yeah, I, I believe they said that, yeah. That'd be interesting. <laughs> it would. Phil, not- I agree. <laughs> uh, a, a purpose-built roller coaster for spiders and insects. That would be interesting. I'll, 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 but if yeah. they do that, they need to have a webcam so you can like, watch them. Oh, hey, webcam. Nice. The spiders. <laughs> he didn't even realise <laughs> no. he was making the joke. Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> the last person to get it as well. <laughs> the last person to get his own joke. <laughs> Classic Taron. It's uh, kind of like, yeah, they'd make them crossings for the animals over like motorways and stuff, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Green green bridges. Yeah. Green yeah. giant. Just the same thing, oh, but... Green green theme parks. <laughs> Incredible. Oh dear. But yeah. No good good scientific advice though, I would think. But uh, yeah. So now moving on, right? So uh, how's your year been, friendly doctor friend I would shake? <laughs> oh what? Oh I didn't think you were gonna ask <laughs> me about my year. Segui. It's been good, thank you, Tori. Man, I'm getting whiplash from your Seguis. Seguis. You did go on the Segway, didn't you, on this year, Yeah, I did go on a Segway this year, yeah, for the first time. Um, somebody had bought us one of those sort of red-letter experience days that we had to use up by some point this summer. Um, and I went, I was, it was fun, it was fun. I'd highly recommend it to everyone. Uh, it takes a while to get used to the balance, uh, but once you do, I don't know why they're not more common. Well, I think in this country we've got some weird laws about wheeled vehicles like if it's powered if it's self-powered then you have to have like a license and a number plate for it and it has to be registered you can't ride it on the pavement so i think that's why it never really took off in this country um but you see them quite a lot in america especially like some cities you can even like hire them to do city tours and things in in fact other european cities as well but yeah they're fun i think they should have more of them in the uk is that what you wanted me to talk about my segway riding experience (laughs) not really yeah, actually, Abby, you mentioned the you know the electric vehicles, or whatever. There have actually been some highway code changes. I don't know if you. Oh, 
I do not know, know about them, Abby. Uh, this is like really nerdy uh, road talk, UK road talk, but uh, <laughs> pedestrians now take priority uh, at cross at, uh, road junctions. Right. Well, even normal uh, road over junctions. Cars. Yeah, over cars. So uh, the top top priority is uh, pedestrians. So um, if you come to the end of a road and you're turning, um, you, if you're turning out of the road or turning into that road and a pedestrian is already there, that pedestrian would uh, get priority over you. So mm. fundamentally, you're turning the pavements into um, an additional lane of traffic, if you were. Yeah. Um, so say, for example, I was, uh, I was approaching a road. Paul is waiting at on on the pavement. If I see him, I have to stop, even though there's no no, red no, no. Light. at a junction. If you're at a junction, so if you're just driving down the road, Paul can't just step out into the middle of the road to cross it. Um, it would have to be even though we wish that he did sometimes. Oof. Oh, yeah, he's not coming back on the podcast. Now. <laughs> don't don't blame him. Otherwise, he'd get kicked out. Um, but, uh, so it's kind of like you know, like if you're turning left for example uh and there's a bicycle on your inside obviously you don't want to go you don't want to overtake the car the bicycle and then turn left cutting them up um i would uh, i wouldn't <laughs> uh so a pedestrian would have the same principle in that in that regard uh you don't want to speed up to um you know cut in front of a pedestrian crossing mm. the road um, so top of the pyramid is pedestrian, uh, then cyclists, then cars, and then trucks is bottom right. in terms of priority. But See, I the think responsibility. I think that's really dangerous because one, a lot of people like I'm a petrol head. I didn't know they'd made changes to that rule. Um, but if you're at a junction and you stop, you wait for the pedestrian to cross. He crosses over. Let's say you're, let's say you're at a T junction. Um, you've stopped the pedestrians crossing your bit of the road but other people like on the other lane won't be expecting the pedestrian to cross or won't be looking out for a pedestrian like coming into your lane into your so road if that makes sense if if they're crossing across your lane of traffic mm. then they would have to wait for you still right okay because that's basically because what you're describing was what a zebra crossing would be right um, um, yeah, so so let's say you're on a so, side road and you're coming onto a main road. You're in the left-hand okay. lane, obviously. There is yeah. already a pedestrian waiting to cross at that junction. They were on the main road and they're waiting to cross. So they would get priority, correct? If they're crossing a front, across the front of your side road, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I mean. So they start crossing, but somebody on the main road, let's say going from left to right and turning left into your road... They won't yeah. necessarily be looking out for a pedestrian, will they? It's just a bit more uh, danger. Yeah, but that's kind of the... Yeah, they currently would not be looking for the pedestrian because the pedestrian does not have priority. Exactly. Um, and, and currently the pedestrian... should always be looking out for pedestrians. Well, well okay, like, true. They should always be looking, looking out. If you're not looking out for pedestrians, then you're being a bad driver. I no, of course. Say. Of course. But right now... The, a pedestrian wouldn't be in the road in that situation. And there's, I, I mean, I don't rate UK drivers, really. No, um, I mean, I think a pedestrian could be in the middle of the road. Quite often someone will come to the end of a side road and wave a pedestrian across Yeah, as it true. stands. Yeah. So you have to be always be aware that someone could be uh, there. Um, it just means that if you hit them, it's 
a hundred percent your fault rather than yeah there being any can... uh any doubt there that's fair enough uh, i would say that's fair enough it's also dangerous that someone would rerend you that's what scares me well you'd be well, stopped if you anyway rerended by someone then that would be the person behind you's fault because yeah. they should always yeah, be if... driving with due care yeah. and attention and, and if they hit but you then you... they haven't been well you'd be fine if you're getting hit but then your car would then hit the pedestrian right <laughs> if you get rendered uh potentially yeah but yeah potentially and that's what but then that would that would also not be your fault if you get rear-ended and hit the pedestrian that's not your fault i don't get yeah i don't get whose fault it is but yeah, it could kill them well yeah but that could happen that i mean that could happen right now right you if you stop to allow a pedestrian across the road now or mm. last year because these new rules have already come into place um and then someone rear-ends you then you could still run them over now like it's it's that Mm. risk still hasn't changed um the bit the bit that annoys me though the bit annoys me at the moment is say for example like i drive into london when i go into work and if a cyclist was to make a mistake and hit into my car or one of those moped drivers or those scooters there is no way of like it it like i my car's damaged or someone else's car's damaged there's nothing that i can do is there i still have to claim on my own insurance there's nothing well, if a motorcycle no if a motorcycle hits you, or then they yeah, should motorcycle. be insured. Yeah. Um, what's uh, those scooter things? Not they're not the electric are scooters are technically illegal. But then now they have like these ones that are like government what? provided or like. Yeah, like, rental like, sc- privately owned scooters are illegal. Uh, yeah. Rental scooters from like uh, companies like I think it's Lime, um, yeah. are not they're kind of in this gray area and they they are technically allowed um i don't know what you do in that situation um you could um but then that's an insurance legal insurance matter that i have no clue about um and but it's certainly something that needs to be cleared up um because yeah um it is an issue uh i you know i think that actually uh cyclists should also have some sort of uh liability insurance i don't some some of them do it depends on because I, I know a lot of people uh in their housing insurance their home insurance have have public liability insurance included in that for things like if you're riding a bicycle and you crash into a car um your home insurance should could potentially cover that um but i think all cyclists should have that but certainly if we're trying to but it's one of these things we're trying to get more people onto bicycles rather than being uh, in cars uh, and that sort of thing. Uh, and it's, it's, just... a, it's a nightmare, though. It's a nightmare because I think me and Paul were driving back home yesterday and there's a guy on this small scooter, like, just in the middle of the road, really, really slow in the dark. Like, fair enough, he had his lights on, but it's not safe. It's not safe, like, swerving in the middle of the road, not looking when you're turning. It's turning in, like, there's no... Like, if, yeah, if he was to hit into me, I have no protection. I am crippled, so I get free insurance. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if there's a guy, if there's if there is a guy on an electric scooter in the middle of the road, just don't hit him. Take take precautions with your driving. Um, yeah, I think twenty twenty and twenty twenty one have taught us that it's important to take precautions wherever you go. I mean, yeah, but the, people I mean, are terrible. Don't trust them. Take precautions. There's, there's a virus going around, you know. Stay safe, baby. <laughs> there's, a, what, there's a virus going around. Yeah. 
It's, it's like it's just it's just like a flu though, so it's fine. Yeah. Oh, okay. How's it going for you, Abhishek? You're like you're in the middle of it, aren't you? You're in the in the whole like yeah. thick and thin of of this big thing. I yeah. Weirdly, I was I was really in the thick of it until about a month ago when I moved jobs from A and E into pediatrics. So when I was on A and E, I was um. It depends on which part of A and E you're working, but I was seeing maybe like two or three COVID patients a day, the majority of which we'd probably send home. Um, now I've moved on to pediatrics. So I'm not I'm not right there on the front door anymore, but I was chatting to one of my friends who still is. And he said that, well, this was about two weeks ago now. It hasn't actually changed that month, that much in terms of people coming in with COVID since like the summer. Um, but over the last week or so since christmas the covid numbers in hospital have really shot up and i well that's been a national trend but also in our local hospital um but because i'm not right there anymore i can't say whether it's like people coming really sick with covid i think a lot of it is just the omicron variant being really transmissible and spreading from person to person who are already in hospital Um, because if we look at the number of like new admissions it's probably about four or five a day whereas like in the summer it may have been about one or two a day maximum um Mm. and also like the number of people in intensive care and stuff is pretty much unchanged it has been over the last well since the summer actually it hasn't really gone up um having said that like like i said now i'm pediatrics and a couple of the kids um on our ward are positive but one of them's like a 10 year old who just happened to had she caught it while she was in hospital the other one was like a little two-week-old baby who came in with a viral infection and had some like difficulty breathing with it and we test a lot of viruses in kids she turned out to be positive for covid but it could have been like any sort of virus it could have been like rsv or an adenovirus or anything it just happened to be it was covid for her because she's a little two-week-old baby and doesn't really have much immunity um so yeah, the numbers have obviously really gone up in terms of number of new cases, number of people in hospital with it. Um, but like everyone knows with, the, with this new variant, it's, it tends to be not as severe as Delta. And at least when I was working in A&E, everyone that we admitted, every single person um, was unvaccinated, apart from I think two and one of them had like had lots of medical problems going on. And another one was literally in hospital about a week ago with a heart attack, was discharged, caught COVID, could have been in hospital, could have been in the community. Um, But basically, if you're triple jabbed, you're not going to get unwell with Omicron. You still might catch it, but you're not going to get unwell with it unless you've got lots of other issues going on. Yeah, It's, 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 It's weird because compared to the start of the year, we were at like at the worst stage with the second wave that we've probably seen COVID. So compared to that, like... It's really not on the same scale. It it was nice to have a bit of freedom. Definitely enjoyed that. Mm. And to be fair, we still have it now, don't we? Even though we probably weren't expecting it. Yeah, I guess we do. I guess they can't do any big lockdowns or anything, can they? Otherwise, it's just going to cause more issues. Well, uh, we were worried about your New Year's Eve party not being able to happen with uh, the way the numbers are going up, but they just decided, ah, screw it, let everyone do their own thing. Yeah, well, my New Year's party didn't happen because my uh, sister got COVID. Well, and then, yeah. like like you said, my like with the Omicron with three boosters, my mum did get it quite badly, but 
I guess it would well, have been a lot worse, isn't it? Uh, quite badly is always relative because to me, working in hospital quite badly means that you need oxygen, you need respiratory support, not just feeling unwell with it. Like I feel terrible when I have a cold or a flu, like it knocks me out. But I still wouldn't say that like I'm sick sick. Fair enough. But yeah, but at least we, we partied in the late hours of the morning for New Year's. <laughs> that we did. Yeah. Some stories. Good fun. Anyway. Tom good made fun. some great milkshakes. He did. Oh yeah, Tom. He did, yeah. The, your milkshake was great. I have added liquor You're, 43 yeah. to my next shopping basket. You're very welcome. I did drink, yeah, I did drink a lot of it and felt really bad for two days. <laughs> I, I wish I'd bought more You're of, still feeling bad. of it so that we could have experimented a bit more with adding some extra... Yeah. extra stuff into the it mix is, is, but now as, mm, as a first experience uh, you know you had it pure and uh, True. yeah I'm glad it went down well well yeah I, yeah it was a good night I did have to drink a lot but yeah, <laughs> we, yeah. Don't, our team lost our, our team and lo- lost in beer park so I was the one to drink the rest wasn't oh it? yeah, yeah. while you were eating but a banana the, but the worst bit was, I don't know why, but I started eating a banana. And then someone made me drink it while I was still eating the bl- bloody banana. <laughs> so it wasn't a why very was nice bloody? taste. No, not, not bloody. Yeah. It was but, um, it was Juella, so I can't believe she picked you. Who was like, you and Tom were joined oh, for the, the two most drunk people there. Juella got yeah. to pick who, who drank it. She picked you. <laughs> and your sister picked me as well. No, and no, it was no. like, everyone likes to drink with Tarrant. So no, well, that, well, that's because that's because you had already been picked by then. I, I, I didn't feel like I was that bad. You, Even after we went to fix their church, <laughs> they still picked on you, Tarrant. Yeah, yeah, we saved the church as well, didn't we? Not the church. Not, we didn't save the church, no. Uh, you <laughs> but, weren't that I mean, bad, Tom, but I would say you was one of the most drunk there still. Like, Yeah. Uh, I mean, us five were the most drunk there. Uh... But yeah, I was I was completely smashed. Yeah, Tom yeah. was. Yeah. To be fair, I thought Tom was pretty bad as well. I think I I do think I had quite a bit more than Taron at least. I have a doctor question. So, um, <laughs> um, basically, I was so hungover on Saturday yeah. that I was sneezing constantly. So I did some research, <laughs> and apparently, if you have a hangover, you can sneeze a lot. Yeah. Yeah, no, you can. You can. You can get stimulation of your vagal nerve, um, and it, actually, like for for some people, that's the only symptoms they have of getting things like seizures. Is they just sneeze a lot. Um, so I had a seizure. No, you didn't have a seizure. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that there's a nerve that controls your sneezing. Uh, <laughs> so that's you just stimulated that. For a sec, I thought you were saying that all sneezes are seizures. No, no. That's definitely not true. Yeah. Like I was constantly sneezing. So I had to go to bed. But then <laughs> the next day I was perfectly fine. No, I'm you were sneezing. not fine. You were not fine. But, all well, of yesterday. Sneezing. All of yesterday. He was complaining. Oh, guys, I'm so tired. Oh, no. Oh, no. Guys, well, I'm, it's still I was drum- oh, no. I was drumming last night and I felt the whole drum booth spinning around me a bit. But yeah. <laughs> what, last night? Mm. Yeah. yeah, church. Last night was About Sunday. Ciao. Yeah. Two day hangover. Ouch. Yeah, 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 I did. But well, I only got home at eight thirty in the morning. Yeah. yeah, you should have drunk more water. Sorry, after. I did. Yeah. I really yeah, straight I went after. Home and drank two liters of water before I went to bed, and uh, oh, woke I can't up feeling do. absolutely fine. I didn't. Yeah, yeah, that's what you should have done. I, I felt more tired than anything because I didn't really sleep well. Um, 
But other than that, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, guys, I was completely done. I, yeah. I had three hours of sleep and then spent the entire next day like in someone's house playing like intellectual <laughs> party games where you had to like solve crimes and things. <laughs> that was... Do they just think you're dumb now? <laughs> no, like we did all right. My team, ah. my team won articulate because me and Mike were like on it. Oh, there you yeah. go. That's the the secret to success, right there. Yeah, yeah. just live the off adrenaline. Of, uh, yeah. Yeah. The elixir of knowledge. <laughs> I would. Put I did Abby really... in the top echelon of uh, people to play with in uh, intellectual board games. <laughs> I appreciate that, Josh. Thank you. Yeah. The one thing I did really well when I was a bit hungry, when I was very hungover, was I did very well in COD, didn't I, Paul? <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, this whole weekend you've been on fire on COD. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not last night. Last night was a bit bad. But last night bad. you had like three play of the games in a row. Oh, oh yeah, I did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't my best, anyway. But yeah, yeah. moving on. We've talked enough about me getting smashed. Um, uh, did you send any drunk texts or messages? Or... Oh, I did tweet some random stuff about my love to Paul Belugi. I don't you know didn't why say I didn't... that. You didn't love at all. It was just respect, man. Come on. Okay, respect. Um, yeah. Did you not also uh, uh, message some like? Wait, I don't know if we were allowed to talk uh, about uh, this. What? Did you like oh, message some random TikTok girl or something? You, you mentioned. Uh, no. Oh, oh yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> you forget about this. Yeah, I messaged some random people. Um... Sorry, I forgot my phone was volume was on. <laughs> I um yeah messaged some random TikTok person, and I also. Forgot that the girls at the party took my phone to do my salt and hinge, which I didn't remember that. I think yeah. that's sensible, though. That. If you want somebody to do your dating profile, it's a group of girls, surely. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I did do some random stuff. But yeah, it was a, good, it was a fun night. Mm. But next time, I just need to remember to drink more water. I'm not eat the banana because the banana didn't do well. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, moving on. So, uh, Josh, I think we spoke about this at the start of 2021, about okay. how you had a plan for your tech overhaul of yeah. your servers, your networks. So now we're in the next year. How much, like, how's that been going? Have you, like, have you, yeah, what's, what's that like? Uh, yeah, so I, I kind of, I, I did it. I'm, I'm, living in, it. I'm living in the future. Uh, you could say. We did it. Uh, we so did it. at the time, at the time, uh, I was running um, kind of like a an Asus router, which was a decent router at the time, uh, and a NAS. Um, I had a server which was running on an AMD seventeen hundred CPU, um, and I was running like power line adapters for parts of the house that were struggling internet wise. Um, and then I bought a record player and all of the hi-fi equipment that goes with that. And the, then uh, it turns out that the power line adapters were causing an immense amount of uh, electronic noise uh, coming through my speakers when I was trying to play stuff on the record player. So they had to be gone uh, for a start. Um, and that meant I had to come up with some other solutions. Um, and so now I have a much bigger list of tech Um that does basically the same thing, but in a better way. Um, so I'm running mostly like Unify gear, um, which I know, Taryn, you've got some Unify gear in your house, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, not as much as you. I've no. got the dream machine, the small the small one. Yeah. And they're just an AP. But um but I've configured it in a yeah, but you've got way more than me, more advanced. Yeah, so I'm running the Dream Machine Pro, which is the rack mountable dream machine. Uh, a bit more powerful, you know, a few more bits and pieces on it, like it can do ten gig um in and out. Um and then it can do ten gig network. So I have that uh hooked up via ten gig to uh a switch made by uh, Aruba, which is I think it's Hewlett Packard HP that makes that. Um which is my main twenty four port switch, but it has four ten gig ports on it as well. Um and from there I have a new Synology NAS that I've just got over Christmas. Um and my server hooked up to that via ten gig so uh, I can serve media to and from my server in 10 gig which is quite useful um and then i've got a couple of uni uh, unify uh access points being the u6 pro and the u6 mesh i don't think the u6 mesh is out officially yet it's still in like beta phase so i can't really talk about it much uh officially uh, and i'm also running a unify flex hd as well and i've run some cables through the house uh, under the floorboards and in the drop ceilings and that sort of thing to like basically stop using power lines, which is really helpful. Um, and now I have much better, uh, wifi coverage and internet capabilities throughout the house. You know, my room is, uh, up to a gigabit speed. My dad's office is gigabit. Um, the bathroom and the kitchen had basically no wifi because of how the house is built. Um, and now, has full wi-fi which is really helpful uh so it's and our internet goes out far less than it did um so everyone is super happy um why do you need wi-fi great. in your bathroom by the way um, it's like a dump. smart toilets yeah. sorry what huh smart toilets like in japan what's what's that oh you're not seeing the like the japanese toilets where they're like oh, they just talking about Japanese toilets in general. Oh, smart yeah. toilets. Smart. I, yeah, got, smart. I thought you kept on saying art, oh, art smart, toilets. Okay. Yeah. And I think what the hell's an art toilet? Is it like <laughs> toilet with like the the wave on it? <laughs> <laughs> or Jackson yeah, Pollock yeah. paintings? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's with the black light. Yeah. No, I have uh, to have Wi-Fi in my in my toilet. Otherwise, I can't tell Tom when I'm going for a dump. You can tell him before you go. I got Paul to put a uh, ring camera in there last time he was round, so I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I, Wi-Fi in the bathroom is sometimes useful. Like if I'm uh, watching a YouTube video and go brush my teeth or something, uh, and I continue to watch that video. Um, if I'm having a shave, I, what, I continue watching YouTube videos because uh, oh, wow. it's 2022 and uh, I'm a sad loser in that way. Uh, You're clearly not a man if you can do that multitasking. Uh, you know what? YouTube videos, it's not really about the watching pit. It's more about the audio bit for most of the Fair them. enough. So. I agree. Well, fair play, because I can't do that multitasking. Well, some of us are just capable. But I, yeah, I do enjoy the, I do like what um, Unify have done. Like for me, I used to have constant issues with my internet and after getting the dream machine and saying, configuring that, I've never really had any issues. 
I do have a few land uh, VLAN, so like I get all the speed, all the goobs, <laughs> and then the the rest of the house get a limited, a decent number of megabytes and whatever they need, whatever they need to use. But, but uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm hoping this year that we, I know Virgin are rolling out one gig internet, so mm. I'm gonna jump on that definitely. It's not a yeah, lot more cool. expensive, so hopefully get that. I don't know why I need it, but it's just nice to have, <laughs> just right? Because you can, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm yeah. also running VLANs, um, VLANs. Uh, I'm not limiting people's speed because um, I get on with my family. Uh, <laughs> So... I do get on. It's just they don't need 500 down or 60 up. Uh, true, but uh, I mean, I don't know. Like my my dad watches a lot of uh, my parents watch a lot of video. Um, you know, potentially at the same time, different sports, that sort of thing. So uh, I like to spread that around, spread the wealth. Um, I I use my VLANs for. Uh, splitting out my like internet thing devices so that they can't access my personal computers um you know if they they get like a if someone hacks them for example i guess access to them they can't then uh jump onto my uh, personal computers and that sort of thing in theory um i've probably done it wrong and so it's actually very easy to get onto my personal computer but uh, uh yeah yeah i've the only thing I've done is I know that the living room TV still has unlimited internet because obviously um, the speed of it, I mean, so at least it doesn't interrupt anything to do with streaming. And mm. then obviously my, my my second Xbox is also on the unlimited. You You also have Virgin, don't you, Paul? I do. I do. I think I have uh, the 500 plan at the moment. Nice. Yeah. Because it's um, it was like back to the start of COVID in a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago, damn it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was when um, it was like when when the when our churches switched over to do online services, and we both had to like upload like these massive gig files of like our services, and we had issues with our upload. So. For some reason, we just decided, screw it, we're going to go for the Virgin Media business plans. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, still on that. Yeah, I uh, we're still, we're a BT household. Um, we are repping a very low 45 meg uh, down and then like 15 up, I think. Um, yeah. All of the issues that come with that, but... Uh, it does me just about well enough, I think. I do. I, I do like, like our BT in our area. The BT plans we have available are not that great. Like, um, I don't yes. think we can get forty-five. Uh, you'll be able to get forty-five. I mean, most people can get forty-five because um, it's just using for the most part. That just um, it'll be fiber to the cabinet, and then it's um, copper from there. Um, which is what most people are on at this point. Uh, if you're on BT or anyone that isn't, well, basically anyone that isn't Virgin is probably on fibre to the cabinet in the UK. Um, mm-hmm. Virgin obviously uses its cable network for its uh, broadband. Some people uh, in kind of new build estates do get access to full fibre, um, and there are smaller firms that are rolling out full fibre to um, high rises and that sort of thing as well. 
but um yeah it's just we've got a really old network and really old we live in a really old country with really old houses um that weren't designed for phones sometimes let alone uh internet uh so it's just something that you have to deal with unfortunately it is crazy how like i remember as a kid complaining we only get 10 10 down or like eight less than that and now we're living in the world boys but we're close to a gig which is crazy which is insane yeah i remember dial up um yeah which you know um i remember my brother complaining is is that what tom still has (laughs) tom's internet's not too bad tom's tom's internet is fine these days i think do you have fiber tom Tom's fallen asleep, uh, or maybe his yeah. internet dropped out. That's Tom from at Tom. <laughs> his internet. Uh, if his internet dropped out, then he wouldn't be on on the call anymore. Though. Yeah, I no, think I'm Tom's joking. on. Tommy's on BT at the moment, um, so he's probably on uh, a similar <laughs> speed to I to myself. Um, Did we just discover that Tom is like skipping class? Yeah, Tom's <laughs> off. Tom's uh, Tom's having dinner right now. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> oh, Tom. But yeah, but um, but it's been a great year for tech this year. I've I've enjoyed tech uh, in general of what what's come out and what's come going ahead. Like any any specific tech products or things that you've kind of liked from twenty twenty one. Your favorite piece of tech, basically. Oh, that's a tough question. Um, hmm. does it have One to or be two or three? It can it be two be... or three. Okay, yeah. I'm going to say a couple of things. Um, I'm going to say the first thing would be the, although it came out in the year before, I'd say the Canon uh, R5 camera, because um, I got to use that properly uh, this year for when, when I went to Silverstone and took a bunch of photos there, and also for a wedding that we did uh, in, over summer. Um, so, like, having to having the opportunity to, like, properly use that and feel comfortable with it 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 felt good like i've used a bunch of like tyron sony cameras so i have a good feeling for those um but something about like the canon feel and i guess the colors that you get straight out uh, from the raw files is also just something that i quite like so having an actually decent mirrorless on the canon side is like fantastic for me so that was the first thing and the second thing is um the uh the new macbook pros are pretty good because um, I ended up getting the maxed out uh, M1 Max 16 um, inch MacBook Pro just because I don't know just because I wanted to um, and yeah it's it's ridiculously good like I charge it almost never it lasts for a good time and when I when I need the power it's there and it's pretty much the perfect laptop for me mm. um, yeah, I mean, uh, my brother is currently looking for a new computer for his uh, wife, a new laptop, mm-hmm. and uh, they're finally coming around to the fact that you probably realistically need to be spending more money than £300 on a computer. <laughs> uh, and so they're now uh, given, given me a suggested budget of around twelve to £1,300, um, which is a fair jump, if I'm honest. Mm. Uh, and... I'm I'm looking at all these machines. I'm like, for for what they need, 
you know, an M1 MacBook is just just makes so much sense. Like uh, a, a, a Mac Air would be more than enough, isn't it? Yeah, like yeah. you know, like a the the twelve hundred pound whatever the twelve hundred pound MacBook is, uh, M1 MacBook. Uh, mm. It's just like the battery life on it compared to its competitors is extraordinary, um, and she, you know they're not going to be playing games on it. Um, they'll be doing some light uh, photo editing stuff. Uh, nothing yeah. compared to what you guys do, um, and so, and it will just last them forever in comparison to uh, what they're. It is using. incredible. It's incredible the whole thing because, like we, we've talked about this last year about how me and Paul were doing church editing and stuff, uh, and I had bought in twenty twenty a iMac Pro, like quite expensive, four grand, and as soon as the first M ones came out, I had one. Um, uh, I had a a Mac Mini. I think it was a Mac Mini, wasn't it, Paul? Yeah, Mac Mini M1, and it it just overtook, like, a quarter of the price. It just overtook the performance. Where literally the iMac Pro was, I, I could. There's no point using it. The Mac Mini on i on the M1 was incredible, and that's what's available on those MacBook Airs. So mm-hmm. it's mm. it's amazing of what those things can do. And these are like quite intense edits of five, six layers of 4K footage and um, with color correction, everything. Yeah, you might get a few drop frames every now and then, but you're still able to export those within like an like an hour project, less than in, in less than half an hour. And in in 4K, it's incredible. And these some of these footage are in 10 bit and all that, so it's incredible oh, wow. what they yeah. what they're capable to do. But um. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Anything else, Paul? Anything else? Uh, oh yeah, I guess I we both got the new iPhones, and I really love the cameras on those. They're like, they're really good. So I guess that as well. Um, uh, yeah, it's I, interesting uh, to see how there's always a step up each year, like um, with especially with the 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 raw format as well. So that's cool. Yeah, they're very they really focused on getting that camera stuff. Improving every year for the past few mm-hmm. years, right? Uh, yeah. What I like about that is they've also improved the minis as well. So no, mm. Tom uses a mini. If Tom's back, I think Tom has a mini uh, and always an, he does has, yeah. an has iPhone mini. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You have a mini, don't you? Yes. A, a twi- did, did you get the thirteen mini? No, no, no. This is the twelve. No. Yeah, but you st- did you didn't you have a bigger one? You stepped down, didn't you? Yeah, I, I got the twelve when the that range first launched, and because I think am I right in thinking that the mini was delayed? It maybe came out a month or so later than the the normal twelve. Yeah, something like that because of so I suspected right? that I would want the mini, and I was excited when they announced it, but I kind of impatiently and somewhat stupidly just kind of gave in to the hype and got the twelve straight away. And then a few months later, I was like, you know what? I should have. I, I, this phone is a bit big, um, and so I got the 12 mini in I think April or May of this of 2021. So uh, I my plan is to upgrade to. I mean, because I think the rumor is that there won't be a 14 mini because it just hasn't sold well enough to justify them doing it. So I will basically I will basically wait until the last possible moment to get the 13 mini. Um, and then that will be my phone for the foreseeable future because I just love the size of it so much. I couldn't imagine going back to a a bigger phone than that, to be honest. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm I heard to get the opposite of that. Yeah, I heard the opposite of that. That they're not going to do the fourteen, but they're going to keep the mini because the mini was oh. a very good selling point in the in the twelve mini. I can't. Well, well, but then you would just have a fourteen mini and a fourteen pro, right? I mean, you've got to have just a fourteen. Uh, so you know, you have that's the baseline, isn't it? And then they shrink it and then upscale it. I do like how, like what Paul was saying, is they've kept, they've stepped up every year, but they've also stepped those smaller models up as well, and like they've and they've kept it as like a very good, yeah. Like there is a difference between the mini, the mini and the pro, but not a huge difference, isn't it, Paul? Like, not what people always need. Yeah, I think they've focused more on like the the things that people really care about are there on both. Like the actual internals are fine. Obviously, we'll get the software updates and the cameras are still pretty decent. And for the people who are willing to spend a bit more, they also get a bit more for what they spend. So it's, you know, happy customers all around. Yeah. Yeah, Josh, Uh, you're getting the the mini, aren't you? So, So, yeah, and I'll just look this up. So TechRadar posted uh, 12 days ago. uh, There's probably not going to be a 14 mini, like Tom says, but bizarrely, there will be a 14 Max, which will be a similar size to the Pro Max, but mm-hmm. not Pro. Um, so you'll have the 14, a 14 Max, and then a 14 Pro, and a 14 Pro Max. Oh, so there will be a 14 Pro? Yeah. Maybe maybe what they'll do is they'll just make the 14 the size of a Mini, and then the, the current, the current uh, normal one, the 13, just becomes... 13 max so they still uh, have the normal and a max on both lines yeah maybe um that doesn't seem to be what they're talking about that's not what they're suggesting here in <laughs> really tech radar it's <laughs> going to be a 14 of a, the current 13 size uh and then that's the, stupid um or they do does, a 14 se uh there might be a they, yeah, there yeah, is I think currently an se the, right so if the mini form factor survives beyond the 13 it will be the whatever the next se is would yeah. be why, my why guess. are they doing this though why are they doing this so like they don't sell the small just phones. Don't sell enough then, of then they big then phones they sell better than small phones uh, yeah. these days that's just, yeah, they, they've just discovered like so many things that the people who ask them for a mini ultimately they're very vocal but it is a vocal minority you know you see it a lot people like scream and shout for sequels to films and games that that they managed to convince the publishers and developers that are really that that those things are really wanted, and then they come out and they don't sell well, and they realise that oh, there were loads of people shouting about this, but they're actually uh, in the grand scheme a minority of people. It's probably the same thing with mm. these phones. You know, I'm grateful they'll have done it for a couple of years. So, I, like I said, I'll get the 13 mini, and that will do me just fine. I only ever upgrade the phones because. I'm an idiot who likes getting new gadgets to play with, but yeah. now that I know that the 13, that the mini form factor is perfect for me, it's not, you know, that that is enough for me to not want to upgrade if there's no mini available from this year onwards, if that makes sense, because it's not that I don't value the things that are better about the pro compared to the normal. Like I would like a better camera and I would like a, you know, if they do the higher refresh rate screens, I would definitely appreciate all of those things, but not enough that I would put up with it being a much bigger phone. Like, um, 
so that's the main reason I would stick to the mini. Yeah, it makes sense. I, I did enjoy. I had a mini last year and I enjoyed it, but someone like who likes taking photos, I had to. Like mm. I did miss that extra extra usability of having the the pro, but also I liked this year that they added the same camera and the pro and the pro max. And, yeah. Uh, so it, there wasn't a big difference, but yeah. I think the but only yeah, thing that might nice. change my mind is obviously I didn't do any. I have not done any traveling since early 2020. So like having a much better phone camera isn't something I've would have really had much chance to value since then. Maybe if, <laughs> if I'm able to travel more in this year, uh, maybe that would be the only thing that would make me consider like, is it worth having a bigger phone for a better camera? But I still think overall day to day, I much prefer having a smaller phone. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just my big decision is: do I get it in blue or do I get it in red? Um, I like the blue on the twelve, but it's a slightly right, different Leo. shade on the thirteen, isn't it? It is a different yeah. shade. Uh, I'm not Lighter. sure. I, I yeah, I think I prefer your blue. Uh, mm, I think right. if you get the red one, you awaken from the matrix, and if you get the blue one, you're still asleep. What's well, bold? Yeah, but then I have to give money to Bono's stupid crap charity if I get the red one. Yeah, I would go for blue because isn't the blue, the shiny blue on the minis? Am I right? Yes, uh, I believe yes. that's correct. Yes, it's the, the, it's the inverse, matte. right? So the back is shiny yeah. and the camera cutout is matte, and on the pros, it's the other yeah. way around. Yes, and the sides are matte. Yeah, if I'm right. Yeah, so I I had a purple one, which is great. Um, yeah. Busted. Right, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my biggest decision. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, I still need to get my current phone fixed so that I can sell it to my mum. But uh, that's a, that's the whole thing. Yeah. Any uh, uh, favorite piece of tech, Tom, from you from twenty twenty one, or more than one piece of tech? Uh, same question, I guess. Is this tech that came out in twenty twenty one or? No, 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 just your favorite piece of technology. Oh, okay. I said stuff that came out in 2020. Uh, uh, well, on the came out in 2021 front, the only things I can even think of that I own that came out this year are the Switch OLED, which is a really nice upgrade. It's it's more substantial than I would have... I, I kind of felt a bit strange feeling like it was a bigger upgrade than I expected because... Oh, you, you you look at it and it's like, oh, it's it's a normal switch just with an OLED screen pretty much. But having been so blown away by going from a non-OLED TV to an OLED TV, um, I probably should have expected to be more blown away by the switch. Like, it's quite amazing how quickly the old switch just looked absolutely disgusting to me once I'd used the OLED for like five minutes. It was very much a case of how did I ever cope? With this old crappy LCD screen, even though very little else about the OLED is different. Like it's got a nicer kickstand, but that's about it. But kind of like the phone situation, I'm not going to fully appreciate the Switch OLED until I'm able to go and take it traveling. So I'm looking forward to hopefully using that a lot more this year than, than in the last few months of 2021. Uh, and the only other like 2021 tech I can think of, uh, I believe this is the year that they started showing... Uh, uh, football, live football here in HDR. And 
it makes a massive difference. Like you, when you watch football on um, on a four K TV, it doesn't actually play the four K. There's an extra button press to turn the four K HDR broadcast on. So when you turn the channel on, it's just normal HD, and then and then you switch it on, and that's you know you you get that oh wow it's a big difference moment every time, uh, like your eyes get used to playing and watching stuff in 4K HDR. You you know I don't really watch a lot of stuff that isn't that anymore, other than the brief moment yeah. when I turn the football on and it hasn't flipped over yet. So you know a couple of times a week I get that oh that's what it looks like for. Poor people, that sucks. <laughs> so that's been cool. And then I guess non twenty twenty one tech. I like this year. I, I bought those Sony XM fours. They're like it's like the nicest headphones I've ever bought. They're really mm. nice. Uh, that was kind of a over like I, I kind of wish I'd bought them sooner. Uh, and then I guess you know, like we said earlier, uh, what feels like four days ago, uh, those consoles, those games consoles, the PS5 and the Xbox Series X are still in such short supply that I still feel very fortunate to have one to have uh, one of them, let alone both. And I think they've both in their own way kind of come into their own this year. There's been some good exclusives on the PS5 and I think uh, Game Pass has, like the Xbox has shown its value in the back, back end of the year with the Halo and Forza. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I... Yeah, definitely with that. Mm. The Xbox is a crazy. You still, it's still difficult to get, which is a, a privilege for us to all have them. But that yeah. 20th anniversary controller is very nice, by the way. That Xbox controller. I can't go to that after using the Elite. I, I'm still waiting for the new Elite one to be. It's very out. comfortable. Yeah, it's, it feels, yeah, feels nice. Like the look of that in hand. That controller yeah. is nice. They're still available on game, I believe. Um, oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. But again, they don't have the extra perks of the Elite 2. Mm. Um, like the hair triggers and that sort of thing. Yeah, I just didn't use that stuff, so. Yeah. Um, what about you, Obershake? Any favourite piece of tech? Uh, well, I guess the only two new things I've got. One of them was my new phone. I got a Galaxy S21. Uh, and it's been nice. a long time since I got a new phone. I, my previous one was a S8 um and unlike tom i have done a little bit of traveling this year really annoyingly i got my new phone maybe like a month after i did the north coast 500 road trip around the top of scotland which would have been amazing for that but the biggest change for me is is the camera like obviously phones have moved on a lot in the last four or five years um and the new camera is just like blowing me away it's so good um screens a lot better as well um and apart from that it's it's just like yeah, it's a nice bit of hardware, I guess. Just looks good and it feels good. Um, the screen's how's like the, uh, gone. How's how's the new leather wallet case for it? Oh, the leather wallet is holding up very well. No, no scratches. My my screen's still in one piece thanks to that, and uh, carry my cards everywhere I go. So yeah, leather wallet is also perfect. Um, but yeah, uh, I I'm not one of those people who gets new phones like every year. I just get it when I need to and. Um, the S8 has now gone to India, um, so somebody's using that over there. Uh, yeah, it's a great phone. And the only other new thing I got was my new laptop, which is a Razer Blade 15 advanced model, I think it's called. Um, and it's got an RTX 2080 Supermax Q. Um, so obviously you're meant to be playing all the Flash new games on it. <laughs> I play Fallout New Vegas on it, and it's pretty great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and and in fairness, I have done know, like loads of mods and visual mods. So like it looks, it actually looks pretty good. It looks completely unrecognizable to the way it looked when I played it on Xbox 360. Um, but I'm yet to try anything that new. I played like Civ 6, a couple of games of Civ 6 on it. Um, not tried anything like AAA and cutting edge on it yet. Uh, but we'll see. Maybe maybe the new God of War release when it comes out on PC, like Tom was saying. It's I'll probably month. try that on it. Mm, this yeah. month, yeah. There you go. Um, so, yeah, but, so yeah, really really nice laptop. I've never had a laptop that nice before. Um, it's got fancy lighty-up keyboards, which change colour. So I'm, I'm a sucker for that now. <laughs> Aren't we all? Yeah. It's, yeah, that laptop is quite good. I'll, yeah, it's like it's like in my opinion, it's like the MacBook build quality for a Windows mm. uh, device, isn't it? In my, like the build quality is amazing. It is really good. Yeah. I really, I really love how it's built, and it's not too heavy. It's really good, and it's power, mm. and it looks nice as well. Mm. So it's something yeah. that. Um, but yeah, yeah. What about you, Josh? Um, obviously we've already mentioned all my, uh, networking equipment, but, uh, actually the things that I'm most uh, appreciative for this, or in 2021, uh, was my hi-fi gear. Um, so I'll just reel out real quick the kind of the stack. Uh, so it's a project, a debut carbon DC, uh, turntable with a Cambridge audio solo, um, preamp. Uh, and then you've got a Cambridge Audio CXA61 uh, amp and Dali Oberon 1 uh, speakers. Uh, and just uh, just you know, the level of um, additional uh, music or, I don't know, what you, information you can hear in the music from having a, you know, a proper setup is uh, kind of extraordinary. Um, you know, most of us, I think, are quite used to listening to stuff on Bluetooth and that sort of thing. Um, but once you start going to um, higher quality feeds um, with high quality equipment, you just it completely changes everything. Hmm. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I, I I have the Cambridge Audio CV. CVN V2, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah that was quite, I got that in 2020. But yeah, for me, I think there's a few things, but they're not like, yeah, I got my MacBook and my phone. But I think for me, I got not, they're not super expensive speakers, but they're like, I allowed MTM, I think, or MTVM, but they're speakers, which I got from my desk, which have the stupidest name and, but they sound incredible. Like they're not too big, but the, I, I like Paul's seen this in my room and, um, but uh, yeah, the iLoud MTM, and they're not too expensive. I think they're like two hundred pounds, but they are incredibly, like the, the the way they work and the, the what the sound they give out is incredible. And it's it's got this real real clever technology where it comes with like a calibration mic, so you put it where you would sit, and and it will then calibrate to your room of what the setting should be. And it does make a huge difference. So that's like something I'm definitely happy. The most happy purchase for me. That's and then really the cool. other thing would, yeah, that's been really good. And my second thing is still an audio thing is I actually invested in custom in-ear monitors. 
So, so I got those because I play drums. Yeah. So I got those recently, and number one, they sound incredible. So they're quad drivers, quad drivers, and um, they are spinny, but they are incredible for like they. It just feels that you don't have anything in your ears. It's the most comfortable thing in the world, but they really sound amazing. So. I think they're like my main set of headphones now for forever, I guess. So I'm going back to wired headphones, but I think the comfort and the sound just beats anything. But yeah. um, the third yeah, it's just amazing. That's that's so cool. Uh in ear, you know, uh, IEMs is is sort of one of the things that I always kind of aspire to own audio wise. Um and yeah. Yeah, I needed it because I'm, my ears are so weird as well. Like I, I, I used to have the shorts, but they're just they're not comfortable. They just slide out, and but these are just built for you, and no one else mm. can use them, so it's nice. And um, yeah, it's pretty cool. So I enjoy those. My third thing would actually be my iPad Mini. Like I got that on just a random purchase, but I think I've used that more than anything else. Like. It's such a small form factor and it's so powerful. So like I edit a lot of photos on it on the on the go. It it basically fits in my back pocket, which I don't know how, but it's just really, really just easy to use. And yeah. But uh and it's just so thin. Like I can't believe something that's so powerful is yeah. So I I can literally just connect my camera to it and import photos and do like raw photos and it it does it does what it needs to do and um and with 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 um was it iPad OS or whatever, it's quite good. Yeah. Mm. That new iPad and, uh, mini is a nice little device actually. Mm. Um it's really good. But um yeah, I, I do have my iPad Pro that that definitely is good, but I think for like daily use and notes and stuff it's and just quick quick edits you need to do here and there. It's easy to use. But yeah. And that's uh that's quite good, you know. But uh, yeah, I think we've had fun. Anything else, Paul? Not really. Well, yeah, it's been a, it's been a, <laughs> yeah. In this uh, bumper it's, episode. Yeah. It's yeah, cool. you know, if if we're, if we're only going to do one podcast a year, or at least if we're going to have a year since our last podcast, we may as well, you know, put some time into this one, <laughs> cover yeah. a bunch well, of stuff. Hopefully we'll have more episodes this year. It'll be it'll be fun. Like looking forward, mm. maybe a few. But it's good fun. But yeah. Anything you guys are looking forward for next year? Um, fourth vaccine, fifth vaccine, <laughs> fifth vaccine, probably a sixth vaccine. <laughs> um, yeah, right. Hopefully a few. Uh, being able to travel abroad. Uh, mm. Not just legally, yeah. but with a bit more confidence that things won't go wrong. Uh, would yeah. be great. Things will be open like, when you get to the other I side. Really mm. want to give myself some things to look forward to, so I'm hoping I can do a lot of travelling this year. Yeah, just uh, don't, um, you know, just don't meet Taryn's sister, or she might give you COVID. Jeez, <laughs> that was you, wasn't it? i'm I'm looking forward for this year like like i know a few of you know me and paul do like some photography and video like we did our first wedding shoot last last year two wedding shoots and a few (laughs) other shoots of like uh you got the photos um, for that out yet or 
Uh-huh. Yeah, we've, got, we've got no proof of that. Yeah. Well, you've got the video out, so yeah, the video's out. Isn't it? <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, the, the video is out. The video is out, and like we've also done other stuff with um, uh, uh, as you guys know, I think like listeners, we've done something called IC Hack. We talked about it in a few episodes ago. Uh, yeah, and um, that's coming back. So I'm really excited for that. Like every really few episodes, namely out. over a year ago. <laughs> yeah, well, over a year ago, but. I'm really excited for that because I wasn't there for the last one because I was crippled. The last one, more. which was two years ago. Yeah, I was. Uh, <laughs> because I was crippled more. Yeah, I was more crippled. But yeah, but um, <laughs> I'm excited that we can do some more shoots and do some more stuff. And yeah. we learned a lot with like how we're shooting and stuff. So, uh, and we did some fun edits over Christmas and all that. So that'll be fun. I like the adrenaline rush, but that'll be fun. But, yeah. And also, hopefully, we. Yeah. Yeah, do more stuff. I want to. I want to go on hopefully, the road trip. You just said hopefully we do more stuff in like four different ways. <laughs> yeah, I want to go on the road trip. Definitely, though. We need to go Disneyland. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just wait for Disneyland London. E- easy. <laughs> wait, wait. There's <laughs> oh, going to be boy. a Disneyland London. <laughs> just That's rewind about an hour. Finish. <laughs> COVID will finish 2025. Well, okay, you Come heard on, it here first. COVID twenty twenty five. Let's go. COVID twenty five. Yeah. You know, for a sec, I thought you said um, Coney. <laughs> Coney Island. Stuck in Coney a time Island. loop. <laughs> Bing bang. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Anything you're looking for, double shake? Um, well, this is going to be a big year. I've got a big exam coming up this year. I will have my last ever official hospital placement this year before I permanently move on to GP unless I want to move back. Um, yeah, a lot of lot of big things happening this year. Hopefully it all goes well. We'll see. A lot of big things. Mm. Are you getting married? Uh, potentially, yeah. We'll see. That would be quick. I mean, January <laughs> January 3rd, haven't met anyone. <laughs> By this time next year, if you're married, oof, well, I've, I've got one. a date coming up on Sunday, so let's let's do this one year speed run. This is the ninth. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Are you pre Are you pre booking chicken media? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, if if I want to see the pictures anytime soon, probably <laughs> not. <laughs> well, if you you should put it in the in the clause. If you you know, yeah. hire us know, and they, put it in like a contract. They never signed the They never signed the contract, did they? So. So that's your excuse. <laughs> well, they didn't. Okay. They didn't. They didn't ask I understand us why Taron only works for pizza. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, that was his choice. They got offered to pay for it. That's true. It was. It was our choice. Uh, yeah. Uh, choice. No, I want you guys to. I want you guys to enjoy my wedding uh, and not have to okay. be stressed about working. Okay, we weren't stressed. Yeah, very fair. We were. Don't don't even lie. <laughs> you <man>. were stressed. <laughs> that was absolutely Tarrant, stressed. Yeah, Tarrant yeah, was we more stressed. stressed than the wedding party. Man, groomsmen <laughs> were useless. Anyway, so, okay, moving that, on. That's for another wedding. Uh, another. <laughs> that's for another podcast. podcast. <laughs> 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 but yeah, but um, nah, I agree. But yeah, we've learned lessons this year of what we need to do if we want to move over, move ahead with our photography stuff. You know, we didn't even mention that some of the work that we did led to the church being on BBC. Oh, yeah. Mm. Completely oh, yes. didn't, just completely glossed that over. BBC, don't care about that anymore. 
So one of the things, like <laughs> obviously, don't. you know, we did church stuff and we editing and setting up live streams that um, our church got onto the BBC. Like they, the BBC approached our church and out of all the churches in UK, they chose us and they came and uh, filmed a Sunday morning. Uh, yeah, it was uh, a, well, a live broadcast. Stream, yeah. Yeah, it was broadcast yeah. from from the church, the Pentecost and, uh, service, which is pretty cool. And then some of the stuff me and Paul filmed also got put into it, and uh, that was pretty sick, to be fair. Yeah. And then me I and mean, Paul. Neither also... of us were there on the day, but <laughs> yeah. that's a story yeah. for another podcast. That was pretty yeah. sick, yeah. to be fair. Is that the new title of the podcast? From it's quite interesting <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's COVID. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but that was good. And then this Christmas as well, we uh, we did a, a big. Edit over thirty hours, didn't we, Paul? That was quite fun. Yeah, Filmed, was a edited, very, mixed. Very rapid edit. But, um, yeah, rapid edit. Um, yeah, if we was, need uh, a rapid edit, we can do it. Abhishek, it's just we just need to be aware and prepare, prepared. But, yeah, you have to be mentally in the in the in the in mindset of like this needs to be done ASAP, and it's either done in like two days or it's just yeah done in two years. <laughs> wow, if you, two give, years. If, you, if you if you give us an open ended thing. I that I I, know, I wouldn't get it done for like a while. But if there's like a deadline, a hard deadline, you have to meet. Yeah, I've given myself a deadline, so I'll get I'll get the photos done. Yeah, twenty twenty four. How many photos do you take? Uh, twenty so twenty twenty five actually. Huh? <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. The complaint. Okay, the yeah. To give more context the, to the listeners. So we so we started the day at what like nine nine ish at eight, the no, br- eight o'clock. We were at their house at eight o'clock. Yeah, at the bride's house. Um, so from then, from from that until like, um, uh, what time did we finish? Like ten ten thirty. From like 11, bride's house to like end of the party, I took about ten thousand photos. So oh. it's taken me a while to narrow that down to eight hundred. So while I was also narrowing it down, I was also um, like figuring out what kind of style I want and things like that. So now now that we've narrowed it down, it should be a lot quicker to. You know, apply the style I have, and then you know, make sure the white balance and brightness are somewhat even as well. And so now, mind, that we're now, now we're in that phase, it should be a lot quicker. And bear in mind, we have full-time jobs and also do other shoots and edits as well in the middle of that as well. <laughs> um. but yeah, but um, but yeah, it's 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 like there's lessons I've learned as well. It's like saying no to sh- things that take more time that don't have a good uh like what i want to do as well like i want to continue doing more weddings and stuff because it's it's really fun to shoot someone's special day but also very stressful but i mm. enjoy that i mean we did an engagement and two weddings yeah and also we shot at the kensington palace didn't we gardens? yeah kensington yeah. palace gardens for a for a formal dinner the formal dinner and uh we continued our stuff at church which is quite big and did some yeah. and we did some we did a national conference as well didn't we yeah the conference yeah. so yeah, hopefully hopefully in the 2022 we can continue and do more of that stuff and you know yeah. take it take it a level up hopefully 2023 i can leave my job and go for chicken media baby well you say that every week every time every time he does the lottery numbers imagine man imagine if we win the lottery this week yeah imagine i'm buying you all a house i'm buying you all a lamborghini <laughs> No, mm. not no. I buy one house, and we can all live in that one house. <laughs> <laughs> the chicken estate, the cripple estate, the cripple estate. Oh dear! No, some one, some one of my friends came up to me yesterday and was like, 
Oh, someone told me what your username actually meant. I thought your name was Taron Cripple. <laughs> because cause this person's not a native English speaker. Oh, so, uh, they didn't know what Cripple meant. Yeah, she didn't know what Cripple meant. <laughs> so then Paul decided to Google it, and the, the definition of Cripple is amazing. Oh, but yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But, um, let, me, let me just quickly get up that definition. So define Cripple. Uh, severe and disabling damage, deprived of the ability to function normally. <laughs> it just, I mean, it does. Yeah, it does sound a little bit worse. Yeah, it's been a good, a good podcast. We'll definitely need to do something more. In a, I want to do more podcasts eventually. Eventually this year, maybe a yeah. few every every month or so, and um, also talk about F one eventually when the season starts. I know we've not spoken about this year, this this time. Because of some dramas that happened last year, I need I need but, more time, man. I need but, uh, more time. I, I need yeah. more time. So we'll talk about F one eventually. Like shake. Yeah, but we'll get you both on it for our first F one podcast. Look forward if, to that. If, if if you are up for it, and um, I know the season starts in March, isn't it? So we'll do something then. And that'll all be testing end of February, yeah. and car yeah, reveals will be in February as well. It's yeah, true. we'll do something mm. when all the car reviews uh, reveals are out, and then um, yeah, it's nice that you could join us. The three of you. Thank you for having and, uh, us. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having us. And, and no worries. And uh, have a good New Year and have a good bank holiday. Mon- yeah. Holiday. Wish and, you all uh, the best, and, uh, and we'll see you on Call of Duty later. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'll be I'll be on soon, very soon. <laughs> yeah. Catch you in the. I might try parts. Halo. I might try Halo. Yeah. I'll, I'll let's all do Halo. Yeah. I actually let's have try. Halo installed now, so yeah. Let's try. It. Yeah, I'll try it. And uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks again. And. Uh, See you guys later. Bye. See ya. See ya.